Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yo, yeah, I'm talking to you. What's up? Welcome to Benzinga Live. Spencer Israel, Aaron Breeze here uh, today. Well, you knew that if you were uh, if you're watching live trading. Aaron Bree uh, is off right now, trying to get ready to do uh, sort of a remote segment. Aaron Bree on the street type of thing. Bree on the street. So uh, we'll we'll bring him on whenever he's ready to 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 get brought on the show. Uh, in the meantime, I'm here. What's up, Scott? In the meantime, I'm here uh, waiting for this new Web3 show to end, which, like, God only knows when that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we got we got a big show today. Uh, I want to tell you about our guests. We have uh, a few guests lined up. Our first guest of the day is going to be at uh, noon. We're going to have The Rock Trading on the show. That's going to be exciting. He's got a very large following on Twitter. We're going to talk a little bit about, like, his background, his trading style, but also get his thoughts on the market and what trades he's made so far. Um, I think it was last week and maybe even the week prior, someone in chat asked us to get a diamond expert on. Do you all remember that? Um, yeah, not Dwayne Johnson, but, but close. Um, someone in chat asked us to get a diamond expert. And so, okay, we did it. So Cormac Kinney is going to be on the show at 1230 today. He is from the diamond standard um, and basically that company gives you a, a, a way to invest, uh, in diamonds. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Nick Shaheen is our one o'clock guest. He joins us every single Wednesday or every other Wednesday at one o'clock. And Jesse Kaler is our one forty-five guest today as he is every single Wednesday. So, um, thank you, Kunga. I appreciate that. Um, so smash that like and, uh, compliments make me uncomfortable. So here we go. This is Benzinga Live. This is Benzinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show. Talk some IPOs. Jake Wujasic from Trend Spider. We have a breaking news. All right. Let's share my screen. Actually, no, before I do anything, let me just start the day with a crypto update. Just want to look at the crypto heat map, and then we can go to stocks. And then we can talk about, you know, China and the Fed. Because that's the story of the day, right? There's two stories of the day. There's the Fed at 2 p.m., and then 2.30, and then it's China. Actually, I guess there's three stories, three stories of the day. The third story of the day is the fact that everything is higher Every stock, not not every stock, but most every stock, it feels like every stock is higher, right? Every stock except for the defense stocks, except for some utilities, uh, is up. Let, let's start the day, though, with uh, the crypto update and, you know, crypto, crypto moves with growth, right? So on a day where growth is higher, cryptos should also be higher, should be higher. Is that the case? Let's find out.
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Shocker, right? I I was wrong, guys. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, I, forget, I forget when I said it, but a few months ago, I was trying to make the case that crypto doesn't necessarily have to be correlated with tech in the long term. Um, but it's hard to argue, right? Every single day, whatever direction tech goes, crypto goes with it, right? If the NASDAQ goes higher, if growth goes higher, if ARK goes higher, crypto goes higher with it. If all that stuff goes lower, crypto goes lower. It's hard to argue with the results. So it, it is. it seems to be extremely correlated. Shout out to Ethereum today, up 5%. Um, that's cool. I'm, I'm still, you know, buying my Bitcoin, my ETH, my Solana. Um, and uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, no, Tiny Pie, I don't do manicures. Uh, I'm fundamentally opposed to manicures because I think it's a weird te- sensation, like the texture of it, like a nail file freaks me out. So I'm like fundamentally opposed to, to, to all that stuff. Um, yeah, we can talk about oil as well. Uh, okay. Oh boy. This is scary. Uh, I see Aaron Bree outside right now. This is not, this is, this is either going to go really good or really bad. Um, anyway, crypto green on the screen. What else can you say about it? We're actually going to have a crypto guest on the show on Friday. We're going to be talking to, um, someone that runs a crypto, a, an ETF that only invests in crypto miners that are, um, I guess what ESG friendly would be the, uh, the, the term, the, the term to describe them. So that'll be on Friday. Uh, anyway, green on the screen. You love to see it in crypto land. Uh, as a reminder, I say this every single day as a reminder, if you want free Bitcoin, go to Voyager, create an account using the code Zing, Z I N G fund your account with at least 100 us dollars and make a trade. You do those four steps and they will send you $50 in Bitcoin. Check it out. Voyager. Offer code Zing. All right. Heat map off the screen. Aaron, are you ready? I don't I have no idea if Aaron can even hear me. Oh, he's giving me the thumbs up. I think he either gave me the thumbs up or the finger. I'm not sure which. Aaron, what's up, man? Oh, I can't hear him. You're on mute. Uh oh. This is You gotta add there we go. A B to the street. You're good. You're good. Oh shit. It's not going. <laughs> no. This is not good. You got to oh. add AB to the stream. Yeah, add my I, other. I, I got him. I got him. I got him. I got you, AB. All right. You can hear me now? I got you. My bad. That, that was user right. error on me. Okay. All Where good. are you right now? I'm I'm right outside a building. It's a beautiful uh, sunny day here in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Um, I Honestly, I could still use a little jacket. I thought March, sun, it's springtime. It should be warm enough, but it's still a little bit. Uh, chilly, but hey, it's a beautiful day. We got people out. At can we get? Wait, can, can, can you can you explain to us what is that statue behind you? you... I have no clue. It's a famous uh, Claus. Claus. Claus is his name. All right, we got to go find our first victim of the day. Oh, um, I... we're, we're doing we're doing pranks on the street. And 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 we're doing this why? We're doing this because Jason Rasnick is adamant that we do this. Because it's funny. It's good content. All right. Oh gosh. Um, All right. Let's see. This, There's this nobody might, around. This might There's be nobody. our first. This might be our first victim right here. I, I'm afraid to watch, honestly. How's it going? Can you do oh, me a quick God. favor? 
Can you take a picture for me real quick? Yeah. Here, let me make sure. All right, perfect. Um, let's just get... It's going to end badly. What's a good background, you think? Um, I like this. Oh, with the, the skyline right there? Yeah. All right, perfect. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she's taking a it. picture. She just took. She just took a picture. We'll do one more. Of can we Aaron. get? Can we get this building real quick? Of Aaron not in it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, that was good. Those some good pictures. She she didn't seem. Um. No, she was uh, not phased. She she was not. She was unfazed. Huh. She was totally Well, unfazed. typically people would be like, why would you want me to take a picture that you're not in? But she just, no questions asked, just did it. All right. Uh, no, yeah, we're, we're walking to where more people are at. Oh, gosh. I'm going to, I, I got I got, a, I got a question I'm going to ask people to see how, how smart these people on the streets are out on downtown Detroit. Um, uh, it's a little loud over here. Otherwise, I'd ask this guy. Let's go this way, T. Please oh, look God. both oh, ways. We, we might look get hit by a car. We might get hit by a car. Oh. All right, we're getting Is a little it... more. We're getting a little more foot traffic over here, so things are promising. Um, here we go. This this gentleman looks like a nice guy. I'm going to ask him a question. Oh man. Excuse me, sir. I'm just glad that I'm. I've safe got a, I've got a quick question for you. All right. So I say I have five hundred dollars cash right now. And I could give you either five hundred dollars or five hundred Bitcoin. Which one are you taking? Bitcoin. You're taking the Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have five hundred Bitcoin, so. Okay. Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it. What should I do? I don't know. Okay. Give me five hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't have that either. Okay. <laughs> All right. He was smart. He was smart. I thought. I, well, let's ask this question a couple more times. I anticipate. That we're gonna get at least one person that says they'd rather have five hundred dollars. Actually, let's go. This guy's power washing over. Can you guys hear that? I don't know. A little bit. Oh boy. Uh oh, we just lost Aaron's audio. Can there you, we go. We're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're back. All right, beautiful. Aaron, right, we 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 need to arm you with cash. Uh, that was our first mistake, I think. We didn't give you any money. I know that guy was too smart. He was too smart for me. Um. All right. Next. I don't know what this. The ghost. I don't know what this is. The ghost. <laughs> go into CVS. All right. We'll go into CVS. No. No. You're gonna get kicked out of CVS. Right, we'll get there. kicked out of CVS. Then Spencer. Spencer, ask. Hold on. Spencer, ask forgiveness, not permission. All right, here we go. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind holding something for me, real quick? You mind holding something for me real quick? Okay. I just wanted to hold your hand. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. All right. Here's. Oh no. We got some people checking out. What has this show become? Some good trinkets over here, huh? Yeah, you know what? Maybe next time we do it, where like I I give Aaron things to say, but I don't. I ha I'd have to think. Oh, about that it. was the that was the other good idea, like impractical Joker style, where yeah, you yeah, you yeah. feed me into the. Uh, I feed you lines. You feed me lines. Uh, now yeah. we're just walking down the makeup aisle at CVS. It's all right. It's fun.
right, which all right, which what should we go back to? Should we go do the do the picture prank again? Should we do the Bitcoin question again? Should we do the holding hand prank again? Which one's the most popular so far? Um, I feel like we should ask people about the Bitcoin. All right, here, I'll, I'll ask this lady right here. She looks nice. Oh, no. I'm, I'm bracing for it. Oh, oh, she, 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 she went away. How's it going? Good. Would you rather, if I would, if I could ask you a question real quick, would you rather have five hundred dollars right now or five hundred Bitcoin? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. All right. I don't have either, but if you find five hundred dollars, let me know. I will. <laughs> that's two. <laughs> that's two for the two for the cash, right? Yeah. No. First guy said Bitcoin. Oh no. The first guy, guy said Bitcoin. Second guy said dollars. Have a good All right. one, sir. He's gonna get thrown out of CVS any minute now. All right, here we'll, we'll, we'll do the picture print real quick. Do you mind taking a picture for me real quick? Of you? Uh, just just, uh, just taking a picture of like get a picture of him. Beautiful. Thank you so much. She said she was over me, but it's okay. All right, uh, the video is a little choppy. Just to, just as a heads up. All right, we're we're, we're ahead. We're heading out of CVS. Right. Um, yeah, the CVS Wi-Fi is not particularly good, it seems like. Let's go see. Have a good one, Monty. <laughs> he knows the guy's name. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. All right. We're back out on the beautiful streets. We're going to hang a quick Louie. We're just getting further away from the office at this point. So if anyone wonders where I am for the rest of the day, Spencer, let him know. I'm just on the streets. He's not coming back, I think. Is, is, is and I have Spencer's answer. phone, by the way. So, Yes, Aaron, ha I gave him my cell phone. And I, get, I told him my passcode, which is a double sin. Yeah. Um, I hope I don't get any phone calls because <laughs> that'd be bad. All right. Here we go. These, these, people look like, these people look like good peeps. We're going to do the picture prank again because that's really the only one I have queued up right now. Next time, I promise we'll have more pranks going. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind taking a picture for me real quick? Sure. All right. I'm thinking like the way the sun's hitting up here in that building, it'd make for a great picture. No, can we get the, the picture going that way? What am I taking a picture of? Just, uh, of you? No, you can just take a pic. I don't need to be in it. Who wants to see a picture of me? Well, just... Why am I taking it? Huh? Why am That's I taking smart. it then if you ain't in it? I just wanted to see how good of a photographer. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that was a good. <laughs> that guy was a good sport. That yeah. guy was a good sport about it. That's the thing. I mean, you can say what you want about Detroit. I know a lot of people in the chat are always talking trash on Detroit. People here in the Midwest, they're nice people. They're good people. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Hi. <laughs> so definitely, as the weather gets warm, AB, I think we're going to be doing a lot more of this. I, I, I imagine. I mean, now, I'm in short that... sleeve. I'm in short sleeves out here right now, Spencer. I know. Uh, I not, can see it's that. It's not too bad. Let's go to the Nike store real quick. Oh, do some DD. Do some due diligence yeah, we'll do some on Nike. Do, do like a real time channel check. Is Under Armour public? Uh, Under Armour is public. The ticker is there's UA. The there's actually two tickers for Under Armour. There's UA and then there's UAA or UAL. This used to be an Under Armour store. They closed down. UAA, man, but close enough. Um, UAA and UA. Why are there two tickers for Under Armour? I don't know. 
right. Uh, we'll right, do this for a few more. We have yeah, a few more sorry. minutes. We're going to go into yeah. uh, oh, there's a nice scrunchie on the ground that Aaron just stepped on. Oh, gosh. What'd you guys get for lunch? What'd you guys get for lunch? <laughs> Nicky's? Iggy's? All right, let's go check out Iggy's. Oh, we got this lady out here trying to catch her bus. Or no, she's just moving her car so the bus can get out of the way. What, what what if we did a whole show from Hi, the sir. line? If I had $500 in my back pocket right now, and I would give you either $500 cash or 500 Bitcoin, which one are you taking? Cash all day. Cash all day? I've never been a, fan of, I'm a believer in Bitcoin. So a believer? Okay. It's not a recent thing. He asked me that if he had $500 in cash for 500 Bitcoin, which one would I take right now? And he said cash. Bye, sir. Thank you. I, so that's that's two out of three for cash. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, because five hundred Bitcoin is a lot of money. How much is that worth right now? Forty times fifty. I, I do. I, call I, that I can't two, do, two million dollars. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't have my. I don't have my calculator on me because you stole it. So. <laughs> hey, we're, right. he's, going, he's going in Nike right now. Yeah, Ninja. Sidewalks are a little empty, no doubt. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll some summer days there'll be more people out. Um, let's just see. A little bit laggy Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi here again. Every time we go into a store, it sounds like it gets a little bit laggy. So we'll keep that yeah. in mind for next time. Is anyone? Oh, here we'll, we'll talk to this guy. How's it going, sir? What type of shoes are you looking for? Uh, looking for shoes for my son. Oh, nice. Well, how old is he? Okay. What does he like? We'll help you pick it, pick some out. Basketball. basketball shoes. All right. Basketball shoes for an 11 year old. You want to look, should we look at the clearance rack first? No, uh, <laughs> what size is he? Like a nine, eight, a seven, something? Nine. nine. Okay. Wow. Big feet for an 11 year old. Clearance rack first. <laughs> How's it going, Amy? These? Oh, sorry, sorry man. <laughs> have, have a great day. Yeah. Good good luck to your son's basketball career. <laughs> yeah, we might be getting choppy. All right. Well, yeah, again, we'll chalk this up as a the moderate, audio is fine. Moderate to moderate success. I don't even know if we could call it that, but I'd like to think. <laughs> all right spencer all right we, it's a wrap I, that's a wrap that's a wrap all right that's a wrap on ab on the street totally unplanned totally spontaneous absolutely no thought was put into this prior to doing it um so yeah they're saying you should mention ben oh Zinga sorry about that people. we can't be filming in here i told you i told you oh thank you sir All right, AB. Good job as always, man. Please come back with my phone. Got it. Please come. Please come back with my phone. Yeah, that. Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. I don't. I don't know what that was. Um, something different. <laughs> like I said, now that the weather finally turned here, uh, like this week, it's like I don't know. It's like in the forties right now. Um. We're we're gonna be doing more of that stuff because it's not like 
frigid outside. We can go outside and and people will be out there. I, I hope more people will be out there as it gets warmer. Um, it doesn't really get warm here until like, you know, April-ish. But I hope as it gets uh, warmer, more people are outside, we can do more of that stuff. So uh, I, I, I had fun. Uh, if uh, my, my, my cringe meter was, 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 uh, was spiking... I guess it'd be this way for you, right? My my cringe meter was spiking, but 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 we made it through, and um, that's cool. Oh, uh, that's a really good update, BZ Tokyo. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm gonna rely on you, man, because you're you're on the ground there. So if, if for those who don't know, there was an earthquake uh, this morning. Well, this morning for us uh, on the east coast, um, in in Japan, and obviously whenever that happens, the the automatic concern is tsunami and also problems with their nuclear plants um as we had with fukushima last time so busy tokyo is saying there have been no problem with the nuclear plants um tokyo's uh a little bit messed up Two hundred thousand people have no power man stay safe out there busy tokyo please um keep us in the loop uh about about this stuff because you know we care there are things more important than the stock market, believe it or not. Um, I mean, we, we may not always act like it, but there are things more important than the stock market, uh, and people's safety is one of them. So please just keep us in the loop about that because I, I, uh, I, yeah, I just want to know, um, obviously, just from a personal, you know, perspective, and um, I hope everyone is okay over there, over there, because. You know, that's pretty serious stuff. Um, we obviously don't. I've never experienced it. I have no idea what an earthquake is like. I've never experienced an earthquake in my life. Um, we don't We don't get those where I'm from. So um, heart goes out to everyone out there. And uh, please stay safe if you're over on that side of the world. Um, let's go to the Benzinga Pro. We're going to bring on the rock trading in a couple of minutes here. But uh, we're 25 minutes into the show. We've barely talked about the stock market. So let's pull up Benzinga Pro and let's look at charts. Let's look at things. And let's just start with the SPY, okay? Uh, obviously, the story of the day, as I said, everything is higher. Everything is up. So you see your SPY up 2%. Look at your Look at the NASDAQ today. Look at the NASDAQ. Very nice day for the Qs. Those numbers aren't right, though. That's weird. Um, very nice day for the Qs. And then we use ARK as our proxy for, like, high growth, right, ARKK. That's our proxy for, like, the real beaten down stuff. Having a great day. Like I said, everything is higher. Here's a watch list of the whole market. The only red on the screen... Whoa, that's weird. Let's refresh that. Only right on the screen last I checked was utilities. That was like a half hour ago, though. So let me, uh... Okay, so utilities and energy has been kind of going back and forth between green and red all day. But utes are in the red. Um, I'll, I said it this morning, and I'll say it again. Markets in downtrends can rip higher in your face. That does not mean the bottom is in. 
That does not mean we've turned here. I am not convinced that we have turned here. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that means I missed the bottom. So be it. So be it. Hey, they brought my phone back. Thanks, guys. I have four missed calls. All right. Um, if that means I missed the bottom, fine. But I'm not chasing all this up here. And I'm like, like, look, look at look at China today. Like, look at Alibaba. Are you gonna chase Alibaba up 25%? First off, do we want to take them at their word? Because because that's that's a whole other thing here, right? Are we are we really taking Alibaba or not Alibaba? Are we are we really taking the Chinese central bank, the People's Bank of China, at their word when they say that they are going to support capital markets? Do we believe that? I'm not I don't believe that. That what what have they done to indicate that that they can be trusted? Frankly. The market obviously loves it. The market's all over this. Buy every Chinese stock forever. Best trade ever, best investment ever. I but no. I, I, I think we can't just take them at their word. Sunny says uh she feels like it's it's a setup. I don't know about setup. I just know that violent moves higher like this are very rarely indicative of that, that a bottom is in. Like it wouldn't shock. So, okay. So in Alibaba, we're back to where we were um, on the 10th, right? So four trading days ago. In the grand scheme of things, it's not very much. Obviously, you can look at the daily and see we've, you know, we got a long way to go. Um, I just don't know how you come in here with, like, for anything other than like a, like a short-term day trade. And I just don't know how you, you buy these stocks up here. If you want to buy them, like, I would wait for a pullback. And a pullback will likely come. And if it doesn't, then I'm wrong and I'm sorry. But come on, guys. Like, the trend is your friend, and 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 I, I don't think that I, I I don't know if the thesis has fundamentally changed. So let, let's go back to the other side here, okay? The other the other side of this coin, um, here you know what? Let's let's go to KWeb because that's a better example. So KWeb, right? The Chinese Internet ETF, and I don't remember exactly when it was. I, it was probably around here, right? It's probably around last summer, probably around July, when. The Chinese government came out and said that they're going to investigate big tech. Um, and that's when they like kneecapped their uh, education stocks, right? Um, and that's when the market really started to get weak. If you were if if you were short, if you were trying to short KWeb here, the best shorting opportunities were on the up the upswings, right? We had a number of upswings throughout this prolonged downtrend. The same logic applies on the on, on the other side too. If you want to go long, there will be downtrends. Buy those dips if you really want to. Don't chase it up here now, up 30% today. But again, I don't know if I want to. Okay. Uh, let's bring on our first guest of the day, The Rock Trading. If you don't follow him on Twitter, um, you're one of the few. 
I think. Is got a pretty large audience there. Um, let's bring him on the show and let's give him our special guest intro. Hey, how should I hey. how should I refer to you? Do I refer to you as John or The Rock Trading? Or, uh, just or call me John Spencer. Just call you John. Just call me John. Yeah. Excellent. Welcome to the show, John. How is it going today? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. How are you? Not bad. Excellent. Um, if you want, John, you can actually share share your screen and share your charts with us. If you have anything uh, charts you can share. If not, I can pull them up on, on my end. But for people that don't know anything about you, uh, how long have you been trading? How'd you get your start? Uh, well, I left corporate in uh, about 2010 or 2011, and I took my severance check and I just put it in the markets. That's how mm. I got started. So this was about, yeah, about roughly uh, 10 plus years ago. Wow. Yeah. So so what, what were those early days like? You, you said you put it in the markets. What does that mean? Uh, for me, you know, I didn't know anything about stocks at that time. I just wanted to invest. Um, so. Okay. Uh, I talked about this before on your guys' show. The first uh, company I invested in was Disney. <laughs> uh, it was roughly, I think it was roughly at 23 bucks at the time, 28, $23, $28 uh, back at that time. And uh, so I put uh, quite a bit of money into it for just investing purposes. Um, okay. About three years into it, I was uh, getting really bored in terms of, you know, just watching paint dry, right? And, uh, you know, it, it, that's the game. Uh, good returns over the years. However, I started really to just start uh, day trading and um, learn the technicals. I'm self-taught. And uh, so I've been day trading ever since. I do less investing these days in, in growth, um, but just focus on, you know, day trading options. Do you find it hard to wear both hats? Is that why you, you've sort of stopped investing as much? Because it's, it's difficult to be a trader and investor at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, right now, I, I don't, I'm not investing in anything right now, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not buying the dips on any of the growth things that, so far or in tech, uh, but just day trading. So, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, you got to have separate accounts. If you can do day trading and investing, you got to have separate accounts. You can't, nice. you can't watch, it, watch nice. it all in one account. Nice. So what have you been, you're not investing, but you're definitely trading. So mm -hmm. what, what have you been trading? Uh, right. So since um, since November or November, December for the last three, four months, I've been trading mostly like 90 percent QQQ. I, I like some it. Spy, some Qs, um, you know, so I played earnings. We we uh, we nailed the Facebook uh, earnings uh, last month. So that was pretty good. When, when you say trade the QQQ, like how, how are you doing that? Are, is it just like a a technical pattern that, that, that you look for and I'll, I'll bring the cues up on the screen here sure. let me pull, pull me yeah i just i just look for patterns daily. each day i mean we've been trading the downtrend uh ever since december you know um uh on the cues so i just trade mostly either you know uh pretty close to in the money uh calls or puts uh same week kind of thing um fridays we i generally go for the same day expiration just for to play the volatility because uh um, they're, they're, you know, high risk, but high rewards, uh, on the cues. So like what, what kind of patterns though? Can you be a little more specific? Um, well, let's see. I mean, if I bring up my chart here, yeah, uh, yeah. Just click, just click, just, yeah. Just click that share button uh, the share. bottom there. Just, just make sure you're not showing us any, like your account number or anything like that. Oh no. But, um, yeah. Can you guys see my screen? Excellent. Now I can. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 
So, uh, so mostly, I mean, every day I'm studying the Q's charts and, you know, obviously we're in a downtrend here, uh, you know, kind of like my forecast going into FOMC today with the decision. Um, at some point, I do think that this uh, three valley uh, pattern plays out. So I do think that um, eventually the Q's will break down to about 300, 305 area. Uh, but right now I'm just in some calls. And uh, if I'm looking at the candle pattern here, I usually, I usually use a five minute candle. And uh, I'll hop over to the Ashi candles because they give you a, a nice smoother um, uh, uh, look here. So um, this looks like to me a so far a bull flag that's developing. And this reminds me of the same pattern yesterday before Q broke out on the upside. Uh, if you look at this nice bull flag uh, forming here. Of course, we're heading in, in about two hours. The, uh, uh, the feds are going to start speaking, so it could go either direction. But right now I'm in some calls. <clears throat> pretty close to in the money calls and waiting for a breakout over 338. Uh, 338 was the top about several days ago. So we have a double top pattern from, I think, uh, if I keep scrolling back here, to, back to, what is it, a few days ago, several days ago. So it's pulling back now, but it's staying strong above the 337. So uh, I think we break out in about an hour or so. Um, I'll take profit and then wait to see what the rate decision is. So you're, you're you're totally hands off through through for anything through the Fed meeting. You, you won't yeah, I, I yeah. probably would not hold anything through the Fed meeting or especially options at, uh, at this point. Um, but, you know, we'll see what they say. The the consensus is that they're going to raise it by 25 basis points uh, at, at this uh, conference today. So if that's the case, yeah. I think the market will be very um, welcoming uh, that news. The uh, the risk, of course, is that, you know, um, the Fed's do a 50 point basis and then that's that, the markets that would be chaos if, yes, they, if they do anything other than the quarter point raise whether mm -hmm. it's if they do no raise or they or they go half a half basis point that would be utter chaos right um I, i'm glad that you said though that you're you're also your hands off through the meeting because i I also said that this morning, so it's nice to know that 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 we're in that you that you agree on that. So I'm, yeah. I, th I think I'm on the right track there. Um, <laughs> hand, hand, hands off through through the through the two p.m. Uh, statement and the two thirty press conference, and then just seeing how things right. react from there. Question from the chat: How do you get those EMA clouds on the right hand side? Uh, so I'm using TrendSpider. So uh, TrendSpider has the um, Ripster uh, EMA clouds. A lot of folks are uh, familiar with Ripster. He's on Twitter. And He's been so, on the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you just go to indicators here and just type in Ripster uh, EMA clouds and then just adjust your settings. I got it down here somewhere. Um, so right now, I, particularly when a day trading on the five minute charts, I use an EMA 915 cloud and also the 3450 um, as supports. And I also have draw these little price zones to see how the price interact with these uh, different areas. Nice, nice, awesome. Um yeah, the, the, this is really great. So wait, I, I think you said it before, but you may have said it quickly. What are the different colors on the five-minute chart there? Oh, these these colors? Yeah. Oh, they're just random colors. There's, they're, it means nothing. It's just uh, prices. Oh. Uh, the support resistances for me. So like, here's uh, here's a level of support, uh, as you can see from the five-minute chart. This is yeah. an area of resistance that we're just kind of hanging out and consolidating at. Um, this would be a support here. And if I go down, you can see the various zones uh, that I've been drawing. And I just extend it right and see where they are. If I scroll all the way yeah. up, 
I don't, yeah, this is pretty much double top pattern that we're, that we're at right now. So I don't have anything uh, above yet. See, it, see um, it. Do you, are, are you just only focused on the keys right now or do you, you look elsewhere? Uh, so yeah, I mean, for the most part, I do cues only, um, I'll day trade a few common shares. Like right now you go, you, you've been talking about, um, uh, China stocks, AD, China yeah. ADS. So, uh, I've been, I've been sitting on, uh, DD since $2 and 50 cents and I'm waiting. Well, yeah. do I have some news for you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's holding up really, really strong. It consolidated at 250 levels for good hour or two before finally breaking out here at 266 uh 272 is high of the day i think it could see three later today if you know if uh the markets obviously run up hey look at that 268 i'm in the money <laughs> what's up the rock train uh aaron here big fan one thing I'll, I'll i'll it's not really a question just an observation i have um when fintwit kind of first blew up during COVID, uh, you know, when the markets were so hot, it was really easy for a lot of people to post their picks and say what they loved because everything was going up, right? Sure. And, and something that I've noticed is, is you've continued to, even in the past couple months during like earnings season, say you were posting publicly your essentially bets on earnings, you know, saying you're buying Amazon calls or Amazon puts before earnings. And it's like, like to me, that's like so hard to do to put that out there publicly. Because yep. then yeah. if someone tails you on an, on an, earn, on an earnings play, it's like a 50-50 shot. Um, but I, I love the transparency for you that you are continuing to do that when I think a lot of other people shied away from that on FinTwit. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I'm pretty confident in my plays until proven otherwise. Um, so I, you know, speaking of Amazon, I actually went against Amazon uh, no, I remember that. Yes, yeah. but, but you. Know, but you... I, I, I was actually, I was actually right because they padded their earnings with Rivian investment uh, up to twelve thirty one two thousand twenty one whatever. So they actually missed earnings without Rivian. Yeah. But then you were also yeah. you had some other big you were short Facebook in the earnings or, or there was another big one that I remember I I, I was following you for yeah. because and, and to me again it's just it, it's so like really ballsy to like put those plays out there before earnings because it's. Um, like I said, 50-50 shot, but you're you're transparent. You're willing to put those out there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, you know, for what they're obviously not financial advice. I mean, I'm, I'm just posting what I like. Uh, Facebook was my best trade of the year. Um, we bought uh, a week out like two, 265 puts for earnings and a hit. And it was like, uh, it was like 3,000% returns on the overnight. Wow. It was huge. Yeah, but that, that, that that's not the norm obviously that's not the norm. that's not the norm no of course not of course not you can't expect that to happen of course but i mean it, it did it did for a lot of folks on amazon uh we hit square also for a, about a thousand percent um we hit netflix uh the netflix puts on earnings we also hit the um the big one was Google and they announced a stock split. So that was yeah. huge as well. But yeah. Facebook by far, like dollar wise, percentage wise was the big one this year. Nice. Nice. Do, do you have like a, a daily or a weekly target or a goal as far as a percent gain or a dollar gain or just like number of trades to, to prevent yourself from over trading or anything like that? Yeah. Or how do you, I, you know, as far as day trading wise, I try to go, I try to do my best to go for the best quality setups. Um, I don't trade more. I, I don't do more than five 
trades a day, unless I'm, I'm on a roll, right? Okay. Unless I'm on a roll, I'll do maybe five to seven trades. Uh, but so far today, I'm in like only, I've done only four trades. I've scalped QQQ on the way up to 338. Um, and now I'm just like sitting on QQQ waiting for this breakout to happen. So, okay, nice. Uh, so there's some questions from the chat here that I, I want to, uh, da, 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 da. how do you trade around earnings? Bernice wants to know. How do you trade around earnings? Yeah. Um, you guess and pray. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so, I mean, personally for me, I, I obviously you got to do some studying, right? You got to study the fundamentals. Look at the, uh, the wall street consensus. You can read Zach's reports. Um, and, and all the reports that's out there regarding certain companies. And you make your best educated guess in terms of where you're going to go for, where you're going to hold overnight. Um, so mostly I'll just play options. Um, okay. Like I said, they're 50-50. But, you know, sometimes though, um, like GME. So for example, GME, um, I'm playing the earnings for, for tomorrow, right? And I'm placing my bet on 60 puts. Uh, so uh, two weeks out. So I, I don't think GME should be worth these prices at all, obviously, and I don't expect them to have great earnings report. However, we took a simple $50 uh, put uh, one week out, March 25th on, I'm sorry, uh, $50 put March 25th on Monday at 40 cents, and it went up to 96 cents on Tuesday. So, uh, so that was nearly 100 plus percent gains, and, that's, and I took it out. And I, I'm not going to hold it. Obviously, that's 100% gains. I'm just going to take the gains and walk away. And I can come back and reload the puts for the actual earnings. All right. So, Rock, let me ask you this. So, I, I'm holding a Netflix call right now. Um, and here I can share my screen, give you some more specifics. But I, I typically would have had multiple contracts. But for some reason, I only bought one. And it's up a lot today. But I, I want to hold on to it because just in case we get that uh, – afternoon rally from uh from jerome powell yeah do you th i mean I, and i've already so i traded some i had some bob options going in today that i already made some money on so that's kind of why i'm willing to hold on to this netflix call yeah. um you know i mean do you think that's okay that i, I want to hold on to this throughout the afternoon uh <laughs> it's gonna be dangerous i'll tell you that um so 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 a couple of things that i see happening right at 2 p.m right um the initial report the press releases come out and the the market is, is will spike up i mean it usually does i remember back in january and february uh when the fomc released their uh, was in Jan january no, sorry when they released their minutes uh the markets just spiked up like uh, queues ran up like eight points in a matter of seconds or a minute and then powell gets on stage and then the market tanked okay yeah so what I would do is if you see the initial spike, sell the strength, okay? And then watch to see how the market actually absorbs the report or whatever the rate the uh, the uh, the rate decision is, yeah. whether it's 25 or 50. If it's zero, which I expect they will not do a 0% or, or no hike, that's that's um, not plausible. And Netflix is up like 10% if they say zero. <laughs> I, I don't know. To, to, someone in the chat said this. Like, if we know what they're going to say, then, then what's the point of talking about this? Well, we, yeah, we have a almost certain idea that they're going to raise rates a quarter point. Sure. Almost certain, but yes. it's not about that. It's not about the quarter point. It's not about today. It's about tomorrow and next month and next quarter. Yes, they will. Jerome Powell will say things today 
that mm. will that that we don't know. He's gonna he's gonna say things about inflation. He's gonna say things about um, how high the Fed wants to go in terms right. of rates. Like, are they gonna stop at a half point? Are we talk? Are we, are we talking about one and a half? You know, one and a half percent. Yeah. That's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, my my speculation is that they'll do fifty. I mean, I, I put this out publicly last night. I, I think they're going to do fifty. I, I think, I think the Fed just needs to drop the hammer and make us. Um, yes, of course, there's going to be some short term uh, pain in the market, but the U.S. economy will still continue to grow. Jobs will still continue to come back, and things down the road might be a little bit easier if you nail inflation in the coffin now versus continue yeah. to kick the can down the road. Does that make well, sense? Because yeah, the Fed is way behind the curve on raising rates and they should have done it back in January, but they but they were trying to appease the markets, right? Because that was a that was starting to the the, the, high, um, uh, the downtrend was starting around that time. Yeah, and, and I think what will be really important is just Powell's tone, right? Because if it sounds like Right. It, the, the, the Fed is in such a hard place right now trying to balance between, OK, we, we need to do something to curb inflation, but we can't go, uh, you know, raise rates too high, too fast and, and cause, you know, hiring to slow down, whatever. So if he sounds like he's airing more on the side of that, he's willing to, to go hard on inflation, even if that means hiring, slowing down, whatever, that, then that'd be seen as hawkish. If he's taking the tone that he's more willing to tolerate a little bit more inflation, um, but, but to, to not, um, you know, cause anything that would, would slow down hiring or cause stocks to crash or a recession, then that would be seen as dovish. So I think in this case, even though we know what's going to happen, um, right. his tone will actually be, be pretty important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And to Spencer's point too, it's, it's not just about today. It's, uh, the subsequent, uh, Fed meetings over the next few months, are they going to continue to raise rates at, at 25 basis points each or, or whatnot. So we'll see how the market absorbs it. But I still think after any uh, any spike today will be short-lived after today. So Richard's asking if you're long calls on QQQ. I know you said you were kind of hands-off going into the meeting. Does that mean you have no trading positions open or do you have some like long-term ones, just not short-term ones? No, right now I have, I'm sitting on 338 calls, uh, same day calls. I'm just gonna play the spike uh, leading up to the meeting. And then get out of it. So if we get that, so, if we so get he'll that, he'll be, be out like an hour and a half. He's gonna. Be oh out. yeah, yeah. I'll, when does the press release come out? Two p.m. And then the conference starts two thirty. Two thirty. Okay. Yeah. So 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 if the, if the press release comes out at two, we get the pop. You're selling those calls before uh, Powell speaks. Yes, absolutely. Because because like Spencer said, right? They're gonna the market is gonna judge his tone, and every word that comes out of his mouth is going to either uh, keep the markets up. Or it's going to tank, and I, I think he might even sound a little bit more hawkish. So if he sounds hawkish and he uh, stutters a few words or responses in the press conference, it'll it'll tank the market. Uh, do you how many how many of those contracts do you have? I'm not all of them. All, all of them. No. So 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 you so you wouldn't consider. <laughs> You wouldn't yeah. consider like taking out your initial investment when that press release comes out and then letting some ride for the actual press conference or you would just take no, them all off? No, you know, I tried that before, but the problem is once it tanks, it really tanks. So it's, you, you end up negative on the trade. Yeah, Zen Bullish, I agree. Uh, John is an excellent guest. We've been trying to get him on the show for a while. So happy yeah, yeah. that we finally 
finally get you, you on? Take it all or or let it ride. I mean, it, it'll be hard, but for sure. But if you look at the cues on a five, it's just consolidating between 336 and 337. So it's looking pretty good. And the market, it, based on this price action, I'm thinking the market is is uh, pretty bullish going into the going into I'd the, say so. I mean, yeah, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you. Yeah, so I'll get the calls and sell the calls on a spike. But okay. then if they come out 50 basis points, we're all screwed. Yo, if they do that, we're all, yeah, take cover. <laughs> then it's a buying opportunity. Sure. No, we're not. See, I'll, I'll, I'll go outside shirtless interviewing people if, they, if we get 50. <laughs> Today? Today. Oh, I'm surprised no one would take the 500 Bitcoin when you did that thing earlier. Oh, you were watching? I know. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. People, people don't know. But I mean, look, <laughs> if you that's get offered nuts. 500 bucks cash, you can't, it's hard to turn that down. It is. Especially no, in this no. environment. <laughs> I guess so, but it's Bitcoin. <laughs> I know, it's but not everyone not everyone's traders like us that know what Bitcoin's trading at. So they might yeah. think, you know, they might think it's worthless. Yeah. Who knows? Uh what about you? Are you, are you into uh Bitcoin, Ethereum, anything? Uh, you know, I hold a few Bitcoin and Ethereum in my long port on Coinbase and I just let it sit there. I bought it, I bought it originally. I know you're gonna oh, laugh. Yeah. I bought it at 20k um ran up to oh, the first in, 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 oh ooh, this is interesting wait, wait you bought it 20 on the first spike up in like 2017 no uh 20 no it was um last summer wasn't okay it? Okay. Uh, okay yeah it was last summer so i i was I'm, i you know up until last year or a couple years prior never paid attention to bitcoin never thought anything of it i'm one of those laggers i, I guess tech technology laggers right it's like oh now this is the thing to do so yeah i bought some and just le left it in my long port i don't even look at it anymore i mean i should have sold some at 60k but oops should have would have could have man <laughs> you, yeah, you okay. me you and me both you and me both well, John, <laughs> we, we, we got to get you on a day that's not a, a fed day so maybe you're a little more active and we can look at some more positions sure sure no problem all right have a good one john from the rock trading great right. follow on twitter guys check him out there have a good one, John. All right. Thanks, guys. You too. All right. All right. That was fun. Yeah. John. John's a great guest. Uh, Got to get him on more. It's like fun. I said, on a day where, you know, things are so crazy today, a lot of traders are kind of just sitting on their hands, not having as many positions out there. Um, but yeah, someone was asking about the uh, spy calls that expire today. If you're looking to play the median, there's not really a better way to do it. Your risk is so oh I can't even do it. My Robin Hood won't let me buy the calls that expire today. Oh well. Oh well. Um Yeah, Nick, I just I was I, I just got your DM. Thanks. I'm looking at it right now, but it's distracting, so I'll have to look at it later. Um anyway, twelve twenty-three here. We're gonna have uh a diamond segment on in a few minutes. Uh Cormac Kinney. We've, we've spoken to Cormac before. I think he was on pre-market prep. Actually, I, I don't think. I know he was on. Um, wow, look at. Uh, I think he was on. He was on the show. And, you know, we had him on the show in August and on pre-market prep. And we were asked last week about, about diamonds because metals are going through the roof and commodities are going up. So so we're going to talk diamond investing in in, uh, in in five minutes here with Cormac Kennedy. What are you going to say? I just hadn't looked at Baba in a while. It's gone up even more, up twenty seven percent now. I know, <laughs> and I, I I left a lot of money on the table selling some of my calls, but I can't be mad about it. No, I, you 
this was like an all-time trade for you. Like, and it's not even about the fact that you're still probably in the red on Baba. Yeah, definitely. It's well, actually, maybe that is part of it. We, we shouldn't discount that. But I mean, in terms of luck, man. I know, right? I mean, I got in. Well, I, I actually I got into the the long dated ones, so I had two different call options. And here I can just share my my Robin Hood. Uh, but I had two different call options. One one are long dated ones that don't expire till December, and I'm still holding one of those. Um, but here, let me go. So I sold this. Um, I sold my shorter dated one, which was a eighty-three dollar call that expires next Friday, three twenty-five for nine hundred seventy dollars. Let's see how much that's worth now. So nine hundred seventy is what I sold it for. Um, go to the twenty-fifth. What I say it was eighty-three bucks. Uh, yeah, so I left about $800 on the table selling that this morning, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Spencer, I, so I got into the long-dated ones, the December ones, a couple days ago. And I remember thinking in my head, I was like, if these goes down, you know, 10%, I'll, I'll still be holding whatever. But I, the shorter-dated ones were, were up even more. So I, I wish I would have held more of the short-dated ones and not as much of the long-dated ones. I know, I know. But yeah, either but, way, but, but, incredibly but, lucky that. The- but w- w- let that be a lesson. Aaron just basically hit the lottery in terms of luck, and he still is saying, "Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish," because oh, I should have held it. I was right. You'll never be happy. Yeah, you. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm still holding on to this hundred dollar call. Again, this expires not till Dece- December sixteenth. Which I don't understand. I honestly don't understand how this contract's not worth more. Because think about it: if we get up above a hundred, that's the strike price. I still, we still got eight months to go before this contract expires. Yeah, that is also a surprise. You know what? Yeah, nineteen dollars. Right. Like it's not even yeah. up a hundred percent, and the stock's up twenty percent. That is interesting. I would think that the yeah. Um, Maybe that's a clue that the right. options market makers don't believe <laughs> don't, don't believe that baba's going to go that don't well, believe I, I think a pullback i think a pullback is in store for baba i still think my thesis is unchanged i think by december we're back at 120 130 whatever i'm guessing yep. this is not investment advice um i've also got this netflix call again i i if i had had multiple contracts i would have been trimming this position but i'm going to hold on to this for the afternoon rally up 190% right now um, but going for more. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny to hear you say a thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just casually up 190. percent I'm going for more. Um, yeah, I would. I would just preach caution. Uh, I, you know, I'll yeah, echo, do as I say, not as I do. I'll echo what I said before, right? If you were bearish China, in, you know, in the last year. The best time to bet against it was not on the on the red days. It was on the green days, right? When it spiked, it had temporary spikes in within a longer-term downtrend. The same logic applies. If you really are bullish here, the best time to buy is on the red day, not the green day. Dusty, I'm well aware of, of all the risks in China. Basically, what I was betting on with my long-dated Baba calls— Got to give him props, man. He'd said it two weeks, three weeks ago, more. Was that the—I'm betting against— our trade relationship with China like completely falling through. That's like the only way that Baba stays $80 below if it's on its way to getting delisted. As long as our trade relations stay good with China, the thing has to come back eventually. So I'm just betting on that. What? How, how long have we been 
30, 40 years been in like positive trade relations with China. I'm just betting on that know. to continue. I'm betting on there to not be some big event that that falls through. And I also, I will say, I I don't see it. Like China has has shown that China. they China has shown that they are more willing than the U.S. to step in in terms of regulation um, to, to do for their government to essentially check their companies and say you're getting too powerful, whatever. I honestly don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I would love to see us. What? I'm saying like, I'm saying letting like having unfettered capitalism, letting like company like oh, Amazon oh, basically oh, rule oh, the world. Oh, I'm oh. saying I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Saying right. like, oh, we're willing to come in and and say you have to do this or you can't do that. Yeah, but there's a difference between that and kneecapping. They're not. They're, you think China's kneecapping Baba? I, no, they, they're kneecapping dude, certain industries. Dude, like I know, I know, education. I know. They kneecapped the industry there. And... I, I would love for that to happen here. I would love for them to kneecap the the, the private healthcare industry and to say you can't profit off that. I would love that. I would All absolutely right. love that. All right, fine. You, for, for for healthcare, you got and education, healthcare, well, and education. Although I I don't know that that nationalizing healthcare is also a solution. So I don't know this. That's a complicated issue. Um, but the idea of just coming in there and just kneecapping an entire industry for no other reason than because, I don't know. Well, what do you think would have happened? I mean, if, if, if Bernie Sanders had won the election, that's what would have happened to our health our healthcare stocks. Does that mean make us a not a capitalist society? No, it just means that the government sees certain industries not wanting to profit. Yeah, sure. Okay, yes. Maybe not everything should... Not maybe. Not everything should be for profit. We, we, we can agree. I can agree with you on that. Okay. Okay. Um, I just the, the way China's gone about it, though, uh, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's misconstrued. I think there's so much like anti-China rhetoric out there that it makes it hard to understand like what they're actually like. Are are they going like like by, by some know, of the man, things? It's a, commun- read- it's a communist country. It's apples and oranges. We can't even you and I can't even like comprehend their logic because we grew up in a capitalist in a free in a free country. Yeah, I, I feel like. Yeah, I think I'm just I, I think from it's it's easy to like take in the media and think that China is some like evil. At the end of the day, they're our biggest trade partner. I understand that, and there's a reason why I owned the KWEB ETF for for years because I was betting on the fact that China is is only getting larger as a world power, and their population is freaking huge and. Millions and millions and millions of people are using social media and those platforms in China, and they're hugely popular. And KWeb KWeb gives you that, so that's why I own it. But the thesis changed last summer when they came out and said, "Well, we don't know if we like these companies getting so powerful." So again, do you? And believe- there's also political pressure here on both sides to to do that to our big tech companies to say Amazon, Facebook. You're right. Too powerful. You're right. We should You're step right. in, and, and it's not just Republicans saying that. It's not just Democrats. Well, it's not the parties as a whole because obviously they're very pro-business. But there are sa- there are sanctions on both sides. That, You're right. Uh, I, do do want that? Do want more regulation for big tech? And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a terrible idea. Of course, it would be seen as bearish for the stocks. It'd be seen as, um, but I digress. Um, clearly, the market has no confidence in that happening because if they did, Amazon, Facebook. Correct. Google. <laughs> the would, market is betting that would be much lower. What has happened for the past twenty years will continue to happen, and that's the corporations getting bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and honestly, that and as in, in terms of like investing, 
Like, I definitely don't, don't love that, the idea of the, the big getting bigger, the rich getting richer. But in terms of investing, I, I find it easier to just to pick the big names. To just pick the big names. Yeah. The big get bigger. Yeah. Right? The big get bigger. Like, like if you're if if you're deciding between, oh, I want to buy, I, I want some retail exposure, you know, um, and which retailer do I buy? Just go with the big one. Go with Amazon, Walmart, or Target, right? Quick plug. I see uh, Kevin O'Leary on CNBC right now. Kevin O'Leary will be at the trading. Benzinga uh, Capital Conference. Cannabis? Uh, I don't know. Actually, let me check. Wait, he'll be there? I didn't know this. Benzinga Psychedelics Capital Conference on April 19th. Kevin O'Leary, you can check him out on Twitter. He tweeted it. I'll drop the link in the chat. Is that breaking if wanna, news? If you want to meet Mr. Walton, no, Spencer, if you paid attention to Slack, you would have seen this earlier today. But um, yeah, Kevin O'Leary going to be in Miami with us in April. If you want to meet Mr. Wonderful, if you want to pitch him your Shark Tank idea, let us know. We will get you a ticket to the festival. Well, you have to buy it, but um, yeah. It'll be fun. How much are tickets? Wait, I, I don't didn't, know the ghost. I didn't know that that uh, that, that was KOL happening. coming. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, was it in Slack this morning? I really didn't see yeah, it. Everybody Slack at uh, nine twenty two a.m. Oh, shoot! I totally missed it. Yeah, there it is. He tweeted about it this morning. It's shaggy headlining. No, that'd be cool. Uh, I also. Pharmaceutical psych. Yeah, so so thirty. We're doing a combined psychedelics and cannabis conference. Well, the cannabis conference will follow yeah, directly it, after the psychedelic. But a lot. Of, I mean, the industries are similar, but they're not the same. And here's why. Just real quick, because our next guest is here. Um, cannabis. We, we're to a point where one where recreational. The recreational cannabis industry has actually surpassed the medical cannabis industry in terms of sales, revenue, etc. That's not really what people are anticipating for the psychedelics industry. It's more just strictly um, the medical, biotech, pharmaceutical side for psychedelics. So a lot of these companies um, are using derivatives from whether it's psilocybin mushrooms, yeah. MDMA, yeah. ketamine, saying, hey, we haven't had that big of advancements in mental health um, treatments over the past 20 years. Why don't we look at some of these like natural, you know, things? So a lot of these companies are doing some really cool things. There are some public ones, whether it's MindMed, which is Kevin O'Leary's uh, yeah. big one, yeah. uh, Cybin, uh, you got Compass. You've got a few public ones, a lot of private ones as well, and they will all be down there in Miami. So if you're interested in that industry or the cannabis industry, check it out. Easy drop. Yeah, bzcannabis.com. Use the code that's on the screen right now, the discount code uh, SHOWS30. Shows 30 to get 30% off your ticket to the Benzinga psychedelic slash cannabis conference because they're they're one after the other. It's 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 kind of the same thing. It's the same but different. All right. Let's bring on our next guest. As I said, uh, we were talking, I think I want to say it was last week and maybe even the week prior, um, with someone about commodities. I forget whom at this point. And it came up uh, in the chat. Uh, what about diamonds? And I said, oh, okay, well, we actually know a guy who, who knows about this stuff. So uh, Cormac Kinney is the CEO of Diamond Standard. Let's get him on this show right Don't now. Don't you know about Diamond Standard? You just I doing know. some shopping for a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I, I, I do know more about diamonds than I've ever known before, but the bar is, the bar is low. I, I went from here to here. In okay. my, in what my, kind of cut did you get for your ring, dude? I don't. It's written down somewhere. You think I remember? I don't remember anything. You should know. Goldfish that. memory. You should know. 
Cormac Kitty, welcome to the show. Spencer, great to see you. How are we doing today? Great. It's a beautiful day in New York, and uh, diamonds are doing well. Well, let's talk about that. So, uh, as I said, you know, I don't, I don't even remember who we were talking to at this point, but, you know, we we're talking about commodities. There's a lot of crazy things happening out there in commodity land, uh, whether it's it's oil, whether it's metals, whether it's grains. Um, what is happening lately in the diamond market? Well, Russia is the big story if you're following diamonds closely. Uh, but the first story is that we, Diamond Standard, have made diamonds for the first time a regulator-approved commodity just like gold. So for the first time, investors can allocate to diamonds, mark to market on a daily basis, and sell with good liquidity. But what we're seeing in Russia is impacting that, that commodity very significantly because Alrosa was one of the first 11 companies that are founded by these Russian oligarchs that was sanctioned by the EU and the US. And Alrosa supplies about 28% of all the new diamonds to the world. Oh, wow. And suddenly you can't sell them to India, you can't sell them to the US or EU. So that's a big chunk out of our supply. So we're concerned of the about the impact that's gonna have on, on the spot price. I had no idea that Russia was a huge diamond provider globally. Yeah. Back in the day, De Beers controlled both Russia and South Africa. And that's okay. why they controlled so much of the market. But 20 years ago, Russia took that back. And uh, they made that a direct government-controlled entity. And they market their diamonds directly and collect the cash. And that's why De Beers only supplies 25% of the world's diamonds. Alrosa is actually largest. So what is the implication here that as long as this war goes on and therefore as long as these sanctions exist, then for, for that whole time period, the global su supply of diamond is, 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 is in question? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a lot of diamonds come from Africa, from Canada, some from Australia. So there are other supplies for you know over 70%. Um, but even we, even without the supply issues with Russia, diamonds were already returning about 50% per year run rate since last November. So diamonds have been like this, and they've been returning so far 35% since we got regulatory approval to launch the Diamond Standard Commodity back in March. So one year ago this month. Timing is everything. Uh, so... Um, maybe tell us a little bit more about how diamonds typically behave as an asset. I think a lot of people probably are looking around saying, okay, yeah. inflation, inflation at eight, 9%, uh, gas at $4, uh, rising rates. Don't know if I want to own stocks right now. I can't own bonds right now. So, um, maybe they look elsewhere, but talk about those historical, uh, returns. Yeah. So diamonds have been the neglected hard asset for the last 20 years when you know in the last 20 years gold has gone up 5x for example and diamonds have been relatively flat that's obviously changing now that a uh, diamond commodity is available for example we have approval to list futures on the cme so it's going to get into the market over the next 36 months or so in a in a much larger way we have etfs so that demand was already picking up and impacting the price of diamonds. 
exactly at the time when the commodity super cycle is beginning because of inflation, because of deglobalization, there's a lot of pressure on commodities and you're going to continue to see things like we saw in nickel uh, last week where there's short squeeze and there's a run yeah. on a available supply because like diamonds, the supply may be 1.5 trillion. That's above ground. But the actual daily float of what's available in the market is a very, very tiny fraction of that. So small impacts on supply can have outsized impacts on price. But I expect diamonds to do very, very well, especially as institutional investors build positions over the next five years. So let's talk about that. Like, What is the volume like here? What is the adoption like? So it's early days for the diamond yeah. commodity. Uh, yeah. We only got the approval in March. We did a $25 million sale. We had to stop, get audited by Deloitte, get reviewed by our all of our regulators. And we resumed sales in uh, July. Uh, that went very well. That sold out very quickly. And now we're basically producing as much as we can we can produce because we have capacity constraints in our ability to buy and assemble the physical commodities. I think I know you've seen them before. These are the diamond yeah. standard coins. Yeah. These have to be assembled in a gem lab and we have to source these diamonds globally. So there's a lot of constraints on what we can produce and, and we're basically selling out every month. That capacity will increase. And but as far as the institutional adoption, can you tell, like, like what's that been like? Because you mentioned obviously institutions they, they move slowly, and this yeah. is a new thing. So we have some very major institutional investors, uh, in, investors in our company. Most recently, we've announced uh, we're working with Horizon Kinetics, which is a seven billion dollar fund. They're one of our largest investors, and the issue for investors though is they need us to get further along. So it's a very yeah. special opportunity for individuals. Most of our investors that are buying the coins and bars are people who are willing to own a spot commodity. They understand there's a token involved that they can hold. So until we have the futures on the CME actually live, I don't think the Black Rocks of the world are going to be able to start building a position. But once they are able, they're going to build quickly because we have an asset that's a store of wealth, it's uncorrelated to any other commodities or stocks or bonds. And it's a it's an asset that's not somebody else's liability in a time of where you need inflation and protection. Did you give a timeline on when the futures will be available or no? We have the approval. I think it'll probably be about six months. Oh, so maybe end of the year. Yeah, that's our goal. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Diamond futures. Yeah, I, I've been seeing some news stories recently that um, I guess fake diamonds have gotten to a point where they're like passing certain tests. Have you have you heard that? No. So they passed the girlfriend test. OK, maybe <laughs> that's the test that I was reading about. Your girlfriend can't tell the difference. However, there's no diamond that's even remotely close to getting past a lab. The labs have equipment that instantaneously detect all forms of similar diamonds. Obviously, the diamonds we use, obviously, are only natural. And the problem with simulated diamonds is it only takes electricity and a little carbon to make them. And there's a you know huge growth of equipment to make them in China. 
And so the price of synthetic diamonds has fallen by half every every year. And there's no way you could resell a synthetic diamond. There's there's absolutely no bid. So, so these like la- I, I'll have to find the exact article report there, but these like lab grown diamonds were like matching some of the same uh, like characteristics. I don't know. Um, might have been like a daily. Might have been like a Daily Mail article. I, I didn't look into that much. So. There is a scandal. <laughs> out of here. There's a, a, a scandal that's happened a couple times where somebody can get a GIA certificate, and yeah. they can cut a synthetic diamond to match it exactly. Okay. And then uh, you know an unscrupulous vendor will sell that diamond to a consumer, assuming that the consumer never sends it to the GIA to get inspected. Who's However, do that? Yeah. yeah. So that way, you know that that's a, a fraud that could happen, and eventually someone will inspect that diamond and test it. Is it natural? And that that testing equipment is in the you know under a thousand dollars now. So you'll start to oh, see wow. that in jewelry stores that you can prove is your diamond real. And I don't think that scandal will live very long, but that may be what you're referring to. Got it. Makes sense. Cormac Kenny, CEO of Diamond Standard, joining us here on Benzinga Live. Cormac, always a pleasure, man. Wait, Cormac, I got one more question. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you have diamond hands? I knew that was coming. I have the the best diamond hands. The best diamond hands. (laughs) Cormac, Cormac, thanks for coming on. We will get you back on when the futures launch. How about that? Perfect. Thanks, everybody. All right. All right. Have a good one. Um, I can also confirm that... Fake diamonds pass the girlfriend test. Or can I? Boom! Or can I? Or no, I did not say that. Boom! I did not say that. Hopefully she's not watching. Uh, Soul Sock said, said, yeah. I'm joking. (laughs) Got a synthetic diamond for a fiance. She loves it. We spent the savings on a seven-day trip. Hey, if you're up front with her about it and saying, hey, this is not a real diamond, (laughs) more power to you. I'm I'm joking. Um, (laughs) I hopefully am gears away from having to worry about that. Oh, actually, I might not even have to. I might... I might commandeer my mom's wedding. Nice. I, I did learn, like, I didn't know anything about diamonds. You know, I learned about the four C's, right, obviously. Cut, clarity, um, and the other two. <laughs> what are the other two? It's cut, clarity, uh, what is it, class? Oh, crap. It's only been a few months. I don't even remember anymore. Um, this is a bad sign. <laughs> wait, wait me... you already, well, let me get, oh, wait, what kind of cut was it? Was it a, was it a princess cut? No, no, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's a type of diamond cut. No, color and carrot. Thank you, guys. Jeez, dear lordy. Um, it, it was, it was very, it was a very stressful experience because I, obviously, when you buy something with that you, and you don't know anything about what you're buying, you feel like an idiot. So I felt, I felt very dumb because I just didn't know anything about diamonds. I still don't know anything about diamonds. Let's be honest with you, but, um. I will say the very first thing I did when I got home after that, after buying that the ring, was uh, insuring it. That's the very first thing I did. Actually, I might text my mom right now and make, like ask if I can call dibs on using her wedding ring when that time comes for me because I have some siblings. Dibs. And, uh, that'd be a good. That'd be a good thing to not have to worry about. It would be a good thing to not have to worry about. All right, twelve forty-eight. Uh, Nick Sheehan will be on the show at one p.m. We'll have Jesse Kaler after that. Um, by the way, Cormac mentioned uh, BlackRock. Have you been seeing this TikTok trend about BlackRock? Nope, Aaron. I don't go on TikTok besides when I make them. There, <laughs> there's this like. First off, like, you know, there's like nothing original, 
anymore. Yeah. Wait, right. hold on. Justin's saying that I don't think commandeer is the best use case for that word. I don't even know. Doesn't it just mean take? Yeah. Uh, take, yeah, commandeer it. I think, I, 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 I think. All right, what, go I ahead. BlackRock trend, TikTok. Um, yeah, there's this, I've, I've seen several different TikToks, and, I, and nothing is original. Everyone just steals it from everyone else. So it, it, one person made this, and it went viral, and now people are just copying it. But um, this TikTok, how BlackRock owns the world, and BlackRock is the secret company behind every company that you know, and they actually own everything. And See, the problem is I always get BlackRock and Blackstone mixed up. Blackstone's private equity. Okay. BlackRock is asset manager. BlackRock's the biggest asset manager in the world. Yeah. Well, actually, is a BlackRock event? I don't know who's one and who's two. Well, it's funny because if you had to, if, if you were like writing a movie and you had this like evil company, like BlackRock would be a great name for it. It would be. So, like, and they're and just like playing in there. I've seen the same video probably three different times now, the same TikTok where they're like, and it's like it's got ominous music, and it's like BlackRock is is there's a secret company behind. They own Amazon, they own Target, they own they own all of the companies in the in in the stock market, and you've never heard of them. And it's one of those things where it's like the the technically what they're saying is correct on a technical basis, but they're coming to the very 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 wrong conclusion. Um, and it it just really bugs me because yes. Technically speaking, BlackRock owns all, all the companies, right? They 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 have stakes in all all of them, but they're only oh they only own them. And I know you guys know this, but this is just pissing me off now. They only own them on behalf of their clients. It's like in the BlackRock is, is just the middleman. In the same way that like ESPN doesn't control what happens on Monday Night Football, but they're the middleman. Uh, to by which most of us watch Monday Night Football, we we watch it by tuning into ESPN. But ESPN doesn't doesn't actually control the game; they're just the go between. You don't have to go through BlackRock to to own stocks. You can go to the go to the stock, go to the buy the individual stock. But they maybe it's not the best analogy. But they only hold these these uh, investments on behalf of their clients. If 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 the client decides to sell, BlackRock is selling. And actually, there's been a lot made of the fact that BlackRock, for all the um, all the AUM that they have, all the assets that they have, and for all the stakes in in in, in these companies that, that that they have, they don't actually they don't vote. BlackRock does not flex its its um its voting muscle at all. Um, and there's been some debate about like should they. Or shouldn't they? They don't, though. BlackRock, if they wanted to, they could exert influence on companies um, because they do have, you know, they are the custodians and they do have all, they, like, they own a lot. They own a lot of stocks and they own a lot of them. A lot of. Yeah, I think uh, the first iteration of this was back over the summer when, um, or when was it? It might have been right around when, like, all the home buying stuff with Zillow was going on. People on, same thing on social media. Yeah. BlackRock was, like, a big deal because people were talking about all the homes that BlackRock that, owns. Yeah, that, that also was, that, that was a that was a misnomer, too. They're saying I'm in Zillow. Oh, the market, the housing market's up because of Zillow. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Yeah, that was crazy. People were saying that Zillow had a way, they would, like, buy one house on the block and then use the, like, I, they would buy it way over value, and then that way it brought the value of all no, these other up homes. That was no, that was just know. a conspiracy. And this BlackRock thing has pissed me off because BlackRock, 
has made it's BlackRock publicly traded. Yes, and they've made investing so easy and so affordable that, like, come on. Yeah, we. Um, can't, can't I, hate, I worked at that. a uh, like wealth management firm where we had a lot of clients, like, and not. I mean, a lot of just in BlackRock, like, huh? In BlackRock funds. Well, we so I, it was like an independent wealth management firm. LPL was our clearinghouse, but we the guy I worked for, he would essentially put like everyone into these different BlackRock funds. Like not the same funds, like they yeah. were like ones more weighted toward growth, ones made more, yeah. made more weighted toward value. But when we were doing like the portfolio um, construction and looking at it a lot, it was uh, a lot of times, a lot of allocation to some of these different BlackRock funds. And Got one it. of them specifically um, at the time had been, had, was just like, I remember looking at it being like, this is a no brainer. I'm just going to pull all my money in this fund. But I forget which one it was. It was like the BlackRock growth something fund. All right. Um, and I should say my, our, I don't know if you contribute to a retirement fund here, but I do. I do. I do yes. And it goes to a BlackRock fund. Uh, mine does not actually. Really? No. Mine. I put mine, what, what is yours like? So I put mine all the way on like the, the risk growth side. Um, I own, I own two funds. I own a large cap. Um, what's it? Shit. It's, it's, it, I, I own us large cap and I own us small cap. That's, and that's it. And I, I don't even remember the breakdown. It might be 50. Well, here's okay. I might, I'm going to do this right now because I'm actually curious and it's on topic. Um, I'm just assigning into my thing to see what the actual, I, I try, I, I look at my, at my like retirement accounts like once a year. I do it like every January, um, basically, and that's it. Really? Yes. How's it looking? In January, it's looking strong. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that was that was before the market decided to go. But you know. Um, so if I go to my, all right. So hundred percent of my retirement fund is in the BlackRock Life Path Index twenty sixty k. So I'm gonna Google this. Here, oh, you went the um, the target date fund route. I don't know what that means. 2060, as in the year. Oh. 2060? See, that, see that's good, too. And, and this is a... This I'll be is 63, a, then. Hopefully, I'll, be, I'll, I'll have already been retired by then for, like, 20 years. That, that's... <laughs> um, target date funds are really great. If you really... If you want to set it and forget it, target date fund is just a fund that you've invested in. It rebalances automatically as you get older. I, did, I don't know how much, like, choice or thought I put in this. I know at one point, it asked me, like, what my risk tolerance was, and I went all the way... He went... It. He went... <laughs> How? What? What is yeah, the? Can you YOLO options for me? <laughs> um, no, I just know that like whatever their most riskiest portfolio is is something that I would still probably consider conservative. So let's see what this fund actually. Yeah, it's a. It's a. Holds. It's a. Uh, target, where, where, do I go? where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? You Spencer. go to on the top. Holdings. You see on the top there, holdings. it's holdings right here. Oh, see now, but then I got to go see what are in these funds. That's the point. It's a targeted fund. It, it owns different stuff. It okay, owns- so so we have the Russell 1000 index fund. So that's the 1000 biggest companies. Yep. Then you have uh, international. Wait, so, so this Russell's not the Russell 2000 is small cap, but this is not small cap, correct? Correct. Russell 1000 biggest companies total stock market ETF. So no, that's international, man. Oh, total international stock ETF. Yeah. So I have 54%. So between these two holdings make up a vast majority, 92%, 93% um, into the thousand biggest U.S. companies and then the total international. So damn, I was getting hit by the Russia stocks past couple Dude, of weeks. you and everybody else, man. Well, I didn't know I had exposure to Russia. <laughs> Who cares? It's 2060. Who cares? I don't know, man. All right. And then we've got some real estate, it looks like, CLK. 
Um, I've got one percent in the small caps. No, no the, the the real estate that 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 just means like class K or something like that. That's yeah, but the, some real estate investment fund. Yeah, yeah, is what yeah, this yeah. Is. some real estate some investment like fund. Yeah, you have a REIT, you have a little bit of bonds a there. A little bit of bonds the bond, and a the, little bit of small cap. But as, so what's going to happen now is as you get older, right, uh, they're going to sell some of the stock funds. and They're going to they're, they're add Not more. if I have a say about it. You don't have a say. <laughs> you you specifically don't have a say. That's the point. Uh, anyway, target data funds are pretty cool. Uh, Sadat, I, that's not really what I did at, when I, at that job at the LPL Clearinghouse. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's in these meetings. I was doing more like just behind the scenes, like uh, d- doing the actual like. I'll give you like a day to day. So we had all Gosh. of um, we. You have all these documents, right? Like someone switches accounts, then you got to do their what's it called? Uh, if someone dies, their account goes to someone else. Uh, bequeath estate planning. Yeah, estate plan. Like I, like I just had to do like administrative stuff. Like okay. make sure someone's. There's probably someone out there who's like, uh, dependent or what's it called? Depreci- uh Whoever was dependent. Depe- yeah. I don't know. Dependent's not the right word. Someone, someone's okay. out thing is probably out there because I did it wrong. But um, oh no, that's uh yeah. I would do more like the administrative work, like making sure all the paperwork was right. We also had a whole bunch of like paper files and documents that had not been like electronically filed so yep. yeah beneficiary thank you that's the word i was looking for yeah so like anytime someone like switched their beneficiaries or had a kid and that's then good. like new beneficiary needed to be added to their account or people would be switching accounts from uh, like so and so and and did you use DocuSign? yes oh really and we also but we also used uh like i would like fax like pay, I, I don't know for some reason we were real old school like i would like fax you know, I'd like fax Lord Abbott someone's like signed beneficiary page, um, but yeah, right. that's bad. I, well, I wasn't doing. The, although, Did, although whoever made that comment that they can't believe that AB, if you, if if you called me Sadat tonight and you wanted to have like a serious talk about how you could invest long term, I'm capable of doing that. I'm capable of having that discussion. And yeah, I, yeah we, we, him and I have had this. We've, we've and had I've helped share. And I have, I have friends who I yeah. literally like am their wealth manager, and I just have them putting a recurring investment into VU and into SPY. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, do that. It's easy for now. We can reassess in a little bit. But I would never tell people to trade like I do. It's I funny that you used to work for a wealth manager. I used to work on Wall Street, and then I came here. Really? Yeah, but my job... Like, 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 like geographically, I was physically, I was on Wall Street. Mm. Physically speaking. When you were on MLB? No, uh, no, no. I was on Wall Street. I, I was in Deutsche Bank. Um, but I didn't, I, my job had nothing to do with finance or stocks or anything like that. But it, I was physically in the Deutsche Bank office on, it was like 60 Wall Street was the address. Um, and I was on a trading floor too, but I was like locked in the back. <laughs> They like didn't let me on the trading floor. because uh, they're smart. Because they knew what they were doing. And I was gonna just muck things up. Anyway. Um all right. That that was also the best job I ever had because I got paid twenty bucks an hour to do absolutely nothing. I missed that job. Uh let's bring on Nick Shaheen. He runs the Benzinga options inner circle on, on Benzinga Pro. And um, what year was that? Easy Mike, that was uh, 2014 to 15 is, is when that was. Um, so let's put on Nick Shaheen, Benzinga Options Inner Circle, talk options. I'm sure he has um, like lukewarm opinions on the Fed today. So let's see. What's up, Nick? How we doing? 
Uh, we're doing, we're stressed to the max, but we are doing well. Right. And uh, by stressed, meaning um, like resources. Uh, we're trading oh, the market. We're trying to help some people in the live room. I have 20, 228 people. And uh, they were short okay. Tesla based on some of the charts I shared. There was a rug pool coming. I shared uh, that idea. So they're making money. I'm not because I'm trying to coordinate everything. But they're I making know. money. I'm happy. I know. All right. Well, um, being seeing as that you're stressed, stressed, we won't keep you too long here. But uh, I'm, I'm, talk, this we, is a, this is a break. I love coming here because oh, you okay. guys are fun, and this is like okay. a break from everything else. I've got a reason right. not to answer anybody. <laughs> That's true. All right. Um, so walk us through that that setup here. What what did you see in Tesla today? Um, so I picked up a couple of tools that allow me to look into Wall Street. Since I have no clue, you know, the word algo usually like elicits a bad response to me because I don't know anything about it. And suddenly mm -hmm. I started using uh, some tools that came from the chat room. So we subscribed and it just shows us that price was going in one way and the flow of options was going the other way. So when you have divergences between price and internals, usually price is the idiot. Uh, so I said, at least don't chase it at certain levels. It went beyond when I said it. It went a little bit more. But then whoop, once it lost uh, the levels and we tracked them like on a 30 second basis and it was spot on. So if somebody bought puts, you know, Tesla is expensive to trade, especially when the VIX is 30. Yeah. Uh, if somebody bought puts, they made a bundle. Can you can you share your screen with us? And we can I, I can. So here's the other thing. This is a brand new monitor. And it's Ooh. massive, so I don't know how it's going to share. Have you had one before share like that? So a, I literally a big, installed... a big monitor. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I I installed it last night, and it's a complete mess. So uh, I'll share a. How about I share a window? This way, it's only just a window. That's probably be better. Okay. Oh my gosh, where is it? Uh... <laughs> uh, there it is there it is i found it there it is okay yeah christian i think biden is speaking right now okay to, your, to answer your question all right there, we, you, go. there we go are you looking at my cursor right now moving yes we are okay so tesla started this and you know we started tracking it from here and then they did this thing which was completely nuts and somewhere here i said i'm seeing divergences so they went further but then they fought over it and we tracked it one line at a time. Then, then they finally broke apart right here. And I said, okay, this is how you, you track it. And then just now I said, maybe you want to flip long because it hit the 50% Fibonacci retracement level and the 61.8 right in the middle. So I figured if there were any buyers left, they rallied, they gave back half, they're going to bounce a little bit. Now, what happens with the bounce is probably something like they, they, they will face resistances here. So which one will cause them to fail? And if so, then the this is the next leg. So if, if it gets to here, I will close my longs and see if it does this and reshort here down to here. Not saying that that's what's going to happen, but that's what I would be looking for. So if I got long here, like I know somebody did, at least one person, Ryan said he, he's in. And Ryan will probably trim somewhere up here. Nice. So that is, a these, are, these are 30 second charts. So that's the Tesla trade, active trade. And then you have the mess that's gonna happen around the Powell thing. The mess. <laughs> it is going yeah, to be a mess. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna try to do it with the TLT. 
Yeah. So we'll, we'll, let's let's bring up that chart. Tell us how you're going to try to do it. So the the TLT is basically uh, it represents bonds, right? So the price of the bond, um, and it's it triggered a bearish pattern Monday when it collapsed. Um, I traded it intraday with the team uh, on Friday positively, and we got pretty good profits. But look, this was a huge bounce in March, last March. And then they were supposed to hold it. They didn't. They crashed through it. And um, if this is correct, the downside is like down to here, which is which means it sounds, oh, okay. No, it's not okay. Because have you heard of CNBC scaring everybody from the TNX rallies? Well, the TNX breakout says it's going to 2.7, 2.8. So this is where they will have a special show talking about runaway rates, yields. And if that happens, the stock market is not going to like it because of the rhetoric. So the TLT is one over the TNX. That's the opposite scenario. So if th that's that fails continues to its target the tlt should go down here i'm saying it shouldn't because the 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 us bonds pay uh, um, what is it the tnx the 10 year bond if you buy the 10 year bond they will pay you 2.2 percent that's huge oh, well, that's huge uh, the yeah. bank will pay you like 0.5 and in europe they they charge you money to lend them money so <laughs> you, you remember tina tina they're, yeah there is in, no alternative yeah right so the higher this goes the more pressure it is to not rise anymore so my gut and here's the trade setup for today and it's a trade binary speculative bet gamble all these adjectives uh it is for today and and that moment only so this is the one minute chart on it so powell is going to speak at 2 p.m. But first, they release the note. And the note will say their action. Um, rate hike, everybody expect a rate hike, 25 cents. If they make 50 cents, expect the TLT to crash. And uh, I don't think they will. They will do 25. And they won't say anything about when the next rate hike is going to be. So if the TLT falls on the 25 oh, bit, yeah. I will try to catch the falling knife. Because then he reads this statement. And then the TLT moves again. And then in the question and answer session, he's going to make new policy, not part of the official statement. He's done that twice already. So he's going to say something that he's not raising next time and that he will revisit it in June or July or something. Um, he could say that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I would lay, I'm going to lay money on it. <laughs> so that is, he's going to say it in a way to tell us that he's not aggressive as Goldman Sachs makes him out to be, right? So now the basics, yeah. the basic statement from Goldman Sachs, last time I checked it, seven it like hikes, seven, yeah. seven, seven and four seven next year. Yeah, That means they're going to be super aggressive. I think he's going to say no because uh, he has cover. I mean, he has all kinds of issues, um, war and all kinds of stuff. So if he has cover, he's not going to raise rates because he wants the economy to run. He doesn't care about inflation as much as people think. I, d I don't and, care about inflation as much as everybody else because it hasn't crimped spending from an economic perspective. Inflation is true. a problem. Like my mother lives in Lebanon. 
an egg is 4,000 liras. That's how much it used to be to buy a car when I was there. So that's inflation and yeah. the crimp spending. People can't go to work. People can't eat anything but greens, not even. Yeah. So yeah. that's a bad inflation. In our case, everybody that wants a job has a job. We have record reserves, uh, whatever, cash on reserves, whatever they call them, $3 trillion. The, the economy has arguably never been better. So much so that the Fed has to intervene and cool it down, even though the patient, the economy, is still just leaving the hospital building uh, from the pandemic. So I think everybody has a, has it read wrong. Again, I'm not a Wall Street guy. You worked on Wall Street. I haven't even been. Anywhere. <laughs> I've never it's been e anywhere near Wall yeah, Street. It's true. But that was cute. What you said, I knew exactly where you're going with that. I was like, that's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I worked, worked on college. Wall Street. I went to Harvard. Yeah, wants to deliver pizza. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So, of course, what we're talking about here is we're talking about uh, what Jerome Powell says, but it's not even about what Jerome Powell says. It's about what it's how people interpret it. And it's not even about how people interpret it. It's about how the market in how people interpret what the market will do. So you're playing like 3D chess here. It's 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 complicated. I do agree with your point, though. Um, you know, if I had to pick one or the other inflation versus deflation i pick inflation 10 times out of 10 because inflation because when in deflation nobody wants to spend money and that's how things get really really messed up so when no one's spending so right but spending I, is still at record levels yes so so spending is at record levels i'm sorry i'm updating charts for the people in the room so okay. uh, it hasn't it's not stagflation. I hear people saying, the way I understand stagflation, you need to have high unemployment, which we have the exact opposite. We have full employment, full employment uh, for the government numbers. Yeah. Uh, under 4%, was it? When I went to school yeah, for MBA, point, it was 5% yeah. was full employment. But we are below that. So everybody that wants a job has a job. Uh, and then uh, we, we don't have shrinkage. So I think it's kind of a weird situation because of trillions of dollars that was poured into it. So the medicine is still there. They stopped the medicine and they're trying to pull some of it back, but you can't get the stuff out of people's veins. So it's going to take a long time to burn off. Meanwhile, yes, it is more expensive. Like when my easy gauge is at Costco, you know, the milk, you, you get two things. It used yeah. to be like four, four bucks. And then last time I went, it was like six something. That yeah, is a uh, big, big jump, I, but we, I didn't we, put it back on the shelf. We, we went or I didn't break it in half and buy one. Uh, <laughs> So we went to the grocery store. We, I, I on, just bought this stinking monitor here. And, it, you know, Amazon truck is here almost every day. Yeah. Not just me in the neighborhood. So and the P&Ls from the companies are all reporting record sales. Even the companies that get shellacked, they have yeah, record yeah. sales. I saw companies that doubled their sales and got thrown off 30 percent because know, they spent a little bit more to get there. So she there's also a, mentioned she also mentioned like corporate buybacks or uh, it, it's going to be a record quarter for corporate buybacks. Um, they, I didn't know that. So that's great yes. information. So they are propping up their prices. Not even, but that's not working. Depends on what area they're <laughs> now. They're buying the dip, Nick. Is what? Oh, no, no. SoFi, SoFi. Um, I went. I, I I shared two ideas yesterday. Uh, okay. One bet on the TLT, but that's not an idea. But I said. If you can stomach the delisting delisting risk, Neo is a good buy. Yesterday, I did a video, I did a call setup, and wow. uh, I also said I personally bought SoFi, and I also bought Zoom, but I didn't tell them on Zoom because I did it pretty late in the day. Uh, so 
But these were conviction purchases for a swing trade opportunity. Um, I would have done BABA too, but you have to stomach the, the headline risk because fundamentally they're super strong companies. And the fear, the, the unicorn effect is there. You remember when, when Uber came to market and then they had one quarter, I think, and then at one point they just sold it down to like $17 or whatever. And they basically told the company, unless you tell us that you're worried about profitability, we're not going to touch your stock. Well, that's yeah. going on in the whole entire um, small cap sector. So companies like Unity, um, I think it's a blind buy if you look at the PL. What other company yesterday? Something like Unity, I can't remember the ticker. Super strong performance company, uh, not touching it. Yet they'll chase they'll chase ZIM to high heaven which I'm long and I will be getting out today um, just because it pays a dividend. So I do have a call diagonal, these two. So now I've capped my profits by doing the diagonal. I should have stayed long, naked a call. But th why? This one, oh, here's the tip. If you're long this company, you want to bail before the 22nd, like well before. Because they Zim, have- a, This is Zim, this is ZIM. ZIM, yeah. They have a s special dividend of $17 here. And the X dividend is the 22nd. So you don't want to be the last person looking for a chair to sit down. That's my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, and here's another tip. If you do options and you do have a debit call spread like I do, and if the sold call is anywhere near uh, price, even within $15, uh, I would close it. Because you might wake up to a nasty surprise the next what, morning. Uh, what day? What day was that special dividend? Uh, the X date? I'm assuming you said. Uh, yeah, X date. Last I checked was the 22nd of March. So triple oh, check shit. that. It's super That's important crazy. because it it is seventeen dollars. So what happens is I forgot what it's called the dividend trap or whatever. The if you're short a call that is near the money, they will assign you the position of you being short the stock, and then. You wake up owning owing dividend payment to somebody because you can't sell a stock uh, you don't own. The owner of the stock needs to collect the dividends, and you're the person that's going to pay them. Something like that. Do your own research. And by the way, price does not have to be above your your call strike in order to get assigned. Did you know that? No. You can yeah, assign yeah. anyone at any point in time, even if it's miles away from the actual price. So. Well but that doesn't typically happen. Uh, $17. So let's say you're you're short a call that's 95. Let me do the math. 87 yeah. plus 17 is well above 95. So you will end up losing $500 yeah, right. in the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can happen. All right. I'm just telling you from experience, I was that happened to me. Not in this stock, but it happened to me a long long time ago. I was like, "Wait, what is this negative cash thing out of my account?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were short a call <laughs> like okay noted <laughs> it was like an 800 dollars mistake all right lesson. there are worse mistakes it wasn't a mistake um, it was a lesson all right uh mountain is asking what if there are any uh any stocks to get in right now well mountain we're 45 minutes away from the fed meeting i would be loath to tell you to give you any ideas for the next 45 minutes, really for the next hour, because we don't really know, or hour and a half, because we don't know uh, what's going to come out of Jerome Powell's mouth, and that has the power to turn the entire market today. So even though we're green basically across the board, 
right? We're green in every in in every sector except for um, energy, utilities, and and staples now just turned red. But um, I don't know. The next hour and a half is gonna be weird. So do you, do you have any like longer term ideas uh, or maybe not like, like intermediate term yes, ideas? Nick? Yes, I just mentioned yeah. a few, but I'm gonna mention mention something super important. So yeah. Um, the external factors you have to matter. You have to, you have to bring them into the equation. So, if you like a stock, whatever it is, I like Zoom here. I like uh, SoFi for the long term. Uh, I like PayPal here. Uh, Square. I haven't looked at it recently, but I, if I like PayPal, I probably like Square. Um, so, whatever I like, if I'm long already, this is not the time to add. If I'm looking to get long, this is the time to nibble. If I'm looking to buy 100 shares, I should only buy 20%, 30%, 50% at most. Because the idea is to average into a good position rather than average down. The difference is huge. You buy your whole lot at once, and then the stock gets cut, and then you double your risk. You just made your problem bigger. Versus you buy half your lot, and then the, the, the stock gets cut. Then you get to, into a full position way smarter than you, you started out with. And if it rallies, you're already long. So I like, I just named those stocks. I do like them blind. And there are so many other ones uh, that are just like that, that have been beaten down. Uh, you know, Palantir used to be a blind, blind buy, but with the government's actions, I don't trust it. Um, I don't trust the government doing the right things. So, and it's a good part of the selling idea. So they have a good government business and a good uh, private sector business. And the last time they reported, they punished them because they, they, the, the piece from the government is shrinking. Who cares? They still grew 34%. So if I sell apples and oranges and I don't sell a lot of apples, I make it up by selling oranges and I grow the whole batch by 30%, my sales. Why does it matter if I'm selling apples or oranges? So in this case, they punish them. I do like them for the long term. So Unity, I like, I mentioned. Um, technically, you had a chance to get this. You had a chance to get this. Here's your chance <laughs> to get this. So I would take it. Yesterday, I said I would take it. I had an order to fill. It didn't fill. People took the trade, and they booked out of it today. But I would still hold it for the long term. There are a lot of stocks like that. And if you look at it, this is a head and shoulders probably that priced out completely. On the longer term these are this is a daily chart there's no need to go on a weekly chart with this one it doesn't have that much history but on paypal let me show you the damage okay so this is a weekly chart of paypal this is the world before pandemic That's this brutal. is 2819 we fell into the hole we came back great then we went to the moon and then we said no that was a mistake and now we want to go back to when the world was closed paypal world closed doesn't make sense Somewhere in the middle lies the truth. PayPal could be at 160 in the next six to eight months, a year. I'm willing to wait. I can invest. I can buy shares, half lot. I can sell puts, half lot. I can sell puts and buy shares. Combination. So uh, that's just one. Uh, Pinterest. That's a speculative Ooh. bet. The PNL yeah. is great. The level is good. Uh, I want to be long Pinterest the whole year. So I would buy shares and sit on them. So these are ideas uh, that are slowpoke. Some so, some ideas there for you guys. Nick Shaheen does this every single day in the Benzinga Options Mentorship. I put the link in the chat. 
It's also on the screen and it's in the description of this video. So, that, speci- that specific link I just dropped gets you 25% off. What's up? So No, I was going to tell them what they get. Other than yeah. everything I offer on, in writing there, which is every, twice a day, w- webinar on Sundays, morning notes, afternoon notes, videos, straight setups. These, what you're looking at, this screen right here is live open for you to be in here all day, every day. Um, so right now, next to this window, you can't see it. I have 224 people now that are waiting for me. We need Nick back. We're trying to trade this fast and discussing long-term setups. Somebody was talking about Microsoft, et cetera. So this is not advertised anywhere. And this is something I do on the side and it's open to you as part of being members. It's golden opportunities. Literally, you just saw Tesla. If you just did one trade in Tesla, how much money could you have made? I set it up from start to finish. So I just put the link again. Link is on the screen, but you can click on the link that's in the description and pinned to the top of the chat. Uh, Nick Shaheen runs the Benzinga Options Mentorship Program. Uh, always a pleasure, man. Have a good Thanks one. For the invite, go, man. I appreciate go back it. To, go, go, go back to your group because they missed you. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. 121 here. I'm going to bring on Jesse Kaler in a couple of minutes. Before I do that, let's go through some like disastrous stocks of the day. There aren't many of them, but did you guys see Tattooed Chef, TTCF? They had earnings. Oh, wait. It's green. Is it green? Oh, my God. It was a disaster this morning. Wow. It's green. I can't believe it turned green today. It was a pretty bad report here. I'll, I'll show you in the calendar here. Uh, look at their earnings per share. I'm looking at the top row here. Here, I'll zoom in for you. Top row. They lost 17 cents per share versus an estimate they would, that they would only lose 8 cents. Revenue came in a smidgen above the estimate there, but their earnings was a big miss. And look at the earnings. It's widening. Their losses are winding. They're They're losing more money. And their revenue is not really growing. I mean, look at the last four quarters here. So anyway, pretty pretty not great report, at least in the headline numbers. I haven't looked too deep into it. They're buying, whoops. They're buying everything today. If they're buying Tattooed Chef. These are great days to, to initiate short positions on, on, on stocks like this that are just in just... There are degrees of downtrends, and this is just like epic, epic downtrend here. Yeah, let's um, let's go to a weekly or even a monthly. Let's go to a monthly. When's the last time this stock had a green month? What month is that? August. August. What's the last green month this stock had? Oh man. I can't believe this is up 2.9% today. Let's go back to my scanner tool. Mm, Norton LifeLock is your big loser of the day. NLOK. Some UK antitrust news. And then Lockheed Martin's also down because the government what, bought fewer fighter jets. Jets. So LMT is down 6% and Norton LifeLock is down 13%. Wow. It's a big move for NLOK. Doesn't move a lot. You basically lost uh, a month, three weeks worth of gains in, in one day here. 
for a pretty slow and stodgy stock. That's interesting. Anyway. Um, you said you bought the 11 puts. Is that what you said? One fast duster? I'm trying to understand. Bumble. Yeah, yeah. didn't they have news yesterday? I swear there was news on Bumble. Let's go to the news feed. Oh, it was Friday. Yeah, no, that's I don't care about a hold rating. This is last this is last week. Oh, they just had earnings. That's why. Okay, so anyway, let's go to the chart. Speaking of downtrends, look at this guy. Or gal, whatever. Last green month? Is that August? October. Look, yeah, I said it this morning. The convenient thing about um, bounces is if you want to go, you know, take a, a yellow long, you know, you have an easy out, right? Which is which is the low of the move. So in this case, Bumble, that's that gap was from earnings, and it's more or less held those gains. More or less, that's actually it has that. That's that's pretty. That's a great sign, right? That it's held the gains from the earnings pop. You have a very clear level to stop yourself out on Bumble. Just not going off any indicators, not going off fibs or moving averages. What's the low of the move here? What's that low from the March 14th? $20.60. $4 away from now. Below that, you have a gap, and I want no part of gaps. So you're chasing it up. You're chasing up 8.5% today. But you have a nice, obvious stop. If you wanted to take a long, there are worse things that you could do. I like easy. I like having easy outs. Nice, easy out. Take a trade. Risk $4. The problem is there's so much overhead supply. Kind of double top there at 20, uh, 26, 2650, 20, 20, 2660. So that's not a great risk reward. You're risking four bucks to maybe make a couple. Resistance here as well, 29. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, this trend is not going to hold based on today. But if you go back and look, the fact that it's actually held these gains is, I think, is very is a very good sign for Bumble. For Bumble. But let's not, let's also respect the trend here. Let's respect that downtrend. Respect the trend. Let's bring on Jesse Kaler. From Elite Trading. Get him on the show right now. He's a regular, but we'll, we'll give him the special intro regardless. Hey, man. How we doing? What's up, guys? How are we doing? What's up? We're doing. We're doing. Ready for this 2 o'clock pump and Powell. Um, he's got his uh, gym suit on, the weights in hand, ready to rock and pump this market for us. Is that what we think or no? Oh, we're, are, are we thinking like like this kind of pump and pal? We're thinking like... Uh, like this. There it is. Here's yeah. the man. I like that easy mic. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah. that was a great one. I was dancing while that was going on. Um, but super excited about some of the trades. I couldn't give you 
we couldn't talk about it as much last week because we had the interruptions from the children. Luckily, uh, my wife's on vacation. We're taking them to the water park, the hotel, the indoor excitement. They're excited. <laughs> my wife's going out right now to get them some snacks and to get them out of the house so I could actually do this for you guys and bring nice. you some big trade ideas. Um, and nice. at least go over some of the trades that we talked about. So I know some of the, the chat, they had mentioned they took some of the trades. I hope somebody got into snap trade because last week we talked sub 27, 28s at the end of the show on snap. We took the trade um, yet on the show at the $31 um, dollar mark, or sorry, 32.48. And as you can see on the screen here, closed PL 2.06 points um, on 290. Uh, so, you know, there was a good trade there. If you can see the um, the chart there, I got it. Oh, sorry, I wouldn't even pay attention that you had it pulled up. And AB switched in here. Spencer and AB just did a switcheroo on me. What's we did. Up, we AB? thought you wouldn't notice. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I liked your little uh, segment outside today. I I wish I was there with you to, to have some fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, we'll have to set that up too. Uh, would love to have you on sometime. Yeah, we're trying to do more of it. We Today, I'd, I'd give it like a 5 out of a 10 um, just in terms of um, you know, needing some more con like some more funny pranks and, and things to pull on people. <laughs> so um play is one that I wanted to bring up as a trade I haven't taken yet, but it was just a just an I trade idea because they've definitely came back, they've consolidated and they haven't broke back down. They're still making lower uh, or higher lows and they're breaking out making higher highs on this daily chart. So what I wanted to make um or why I wanted to make this a trade idea for just kind of a future thing is that um, you can go out to certain places and see how busy they are. And this is a place where my children, my wife, the kids, all of my friends, everybody I talk to, this is kind of like where their go-to is, especially during the wintertime. Now I know we're going into spring and fall or sorry, spring and summer. So this might be a play that could be something that you could look at to um, maybe get into for a, a longer play in after the end of the season. So maybe something you'd want to look at and follow it and look into getting into for this coming winter and fall and maybe into the uh, next year. So kind of just something I'm watching it, it. I mean, I was there the other day and it was packed at on a Tuesday at one o'clock, you know, it was packed everywhere. That is just something that I was wanting to bring up is like Dave and Buster's and all these different gaming arcade places. It might be a, a, a good play for this coming up uh, end of season or the end of the year plays. But the other trade that we had was Apple didn't quite get where we wanted to get to um, yet. But you see, we have the channel that we brought up last time. We said, hey, this might be a good area to enter. We had the arrow. This is literally what we put the arrow up when we were live with you guys last time and said, hey, this might be a good entry point. If you took the entry there, you, audio, you instantly had some $6 gratification. So um, not mad about that move, but it still has a lot more potential to go. Unless we get some bad, you know, the Fed, if we break down, you've got a, you've got a long way down, in my opinion, back down to 130, 140s in that, on Apple if it breaks down. But if not, if we get the rebound, then you've got a lot of area to come back and take and chop through, which will, there's a lot of pain above you. So it, it might be hard to get through these levels, but I'd like to see a break above 160, hold 160, and um, maybe get a nice little uh, run on Apple again. It's a, I think it's a... I would hate, I hate to say it like this, but I think it's America's favorite stock, you know, and I think Apple. Oh, it's uh, gotta is, be. I mean, you heard uh, Warren Buffett officially said that Apple is a, is a pillar of Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, think about it. Berkshire Hathaway owns 
companies outright, whether you're talking about Geico, you know, whatever, and it has certain pillars. Now, Apple, Warren Buffett says, is a pillar of Berkshire Hathaway. And I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be the, I think they're going to be really a part of everything like they are now, but I think they're going to be a part of everything that has to do obviously with metaverse, look at their name, they change it. But I mean, when it comes down to it, there's going to be so much more. If you think about gaming, how, and the way we live in our life 50 years ago, when we had nothing 60 years ago, had nothing. And then now you have what we have now virtuality. I finally put on the virtuality headset at a friend's house and experienced you know, a little bit of what like, and uh, didn't really get the full experience, but it's, it was like a meditation one. It was really cool. Um, but the advancements of technology are so crazy. It's mind blowing to me that I went from playing Genesis Mortal Kombat for my first video game to what things look like now. And I, they're going to be running our lives where it's little things like women shopping. Uh, one, I think with uh, being able to have designed clothing built for their body type like right there in front of them version of theirs uh oh jesse we're getting some tr we're getting some trouble with your mic right now hopefully uh oh it looks like it, it looks like it's your connection not the microphone oh no we've never um yeah it's fine now i'll let you know if it gets bad again all right um but yeah i mean i don't know so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just I'm hanging out right now, not really making any active trades. It does look like we're getting some uh, little spike up in the queues right now into SPY after that little minor sell-off. So um, we'll see. I'm trying to see. Does anyone? I mean, is anyone out there playing the uh, Powell playing the Powell uh, announcement, or is everyone just kind of sitting on their hands? Let's see what they're saying in the chat there, um, Kim. Yes, it is Trading View. Um, to get some of the tools I have, you have to pay for a different level of access. Uh, there's like one above mine. I think I'm in like the like the highest level, but um, yeah. And you can attach this to um, different brokers. You can they they give you like about eight to choose from, and you can actually open up a brokerage and trade. It'll you know initiate your trades right through this, just like you saw me. Like you can put in that long position or short position. It'll initiate trades for you. Still good on my mic and everything, AB, though? Yep, we're all good now. We just went through like a little two-second period where it was kind of choppy. Okay. Uh, AJ, AJ says, I'm short everything. The ghost says, I'm going calls. Hmm. So we've got a mixed, mixed chat room here. Sitting on my hands. Nothing to do with trading. See, I mean, these are the kind of days where it's... If you're like me, you've got a little bit of a gambling account. And I think that AV has one. He did some uh, uh, Baba um, gambles that. And when you have these days like this where there's Fed speaking, you have end of the week volatility, you have um, some type of potential catalyst, you have the chat going back and forth. Uh, uh, that's how we have a, that's how we have volatility. That's how options create. That's how you get some premium in these things is that you have people wanting them to go up, wanting them to go down. They're selling low they're, or they're selling puts, they're selling calls. There's so much action going on that you might want to throw a little bit of risk out there. And and this is where I'd say is play both sides. Maybe if you want to throw like 150 bucks and you, you kind of like you did buy an $80 call, maybe buy an $80 put and 
hope for a a big enough. You know, I hate to say hope, but this is when I say gambling. This is one of those days where you might get a big spike, and it'll it'll overcome your your loss on on the other side. So, like if if you would have done the same thing on Baba, was you would have just been able to walk away and you were busy for the day, and you bought a eighty dollar uh, call and an eighty dollar put, and then just walked away today, you would have been extremely happy. I mean, this is crazy. Baba's up now twenty eight percent. It doesn't even look like it's trying to slow down. We're approaching not at all. We're approaching twenty or ninety nine dollars, and I mean, once we if if we pass that psychological hundred dollar level, who knows where this thing can run to? Uh, yeah, you typically don't see companies of Alibaba's magnitude up this much in a in a single day. So pretty remarkable move in Alibaba today. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm still holding this Netflix contract, watching Netflix. Netflix has given up some of its gains earlier today. We got all the way as as high as. Around 358 bucks a share. We're down to around 353 right now. So I'm holding on to this one, Jesse, just in case we get one of those pops. But um, again, I'm curious how everyone in the chat is planning on playing this announcement. Who knows? Maybe it's one of those where we just got to wait on the sidelines, hang out until uh, after Powell speaks. So yeah, Dusty, thank you for the clarity in the chat. The report press release comes out at 2 p.m. Uh, 2.30 is when Powell will start speaking, so we'll get some movement at 2 when the report comes out, uh, but then you know we'll get some more movement about half an hour later. I will say I like the setup with the way that the market's moving. So we had our big rush to the upside. We are slowly, slowly leaking, but not a big uh, drop-off instantly here. And th- to me... It's setting up for a potential long here for the way, just the way the chart looks. I mean, yes, we can break down and and make new lows, but the way it looks now is that the market's been looking for a reason to buy again. And if, if we can, there's, there's that fear and hopium and the fear of missing out that I, I, I'm always, you know, worried about that. I don't want to go too crazy and get too long or anything like that. That's why I place uh, targets to the upside and downside. And and I, I lose, I, I limit my upside a lot of times and I miss out on bigger moves to the upside because I already have a target in place, but that's what I've been playing. And like today, if I would have, if I wouldn't have had these upper targets, like you see on Delta and you saw on, on, um, I, I didn't pull it up yet, but I'll pull up. So I have one too, that I hit my target really fast. And then if I, if I was actually just putting in a stop, I would have made a lot more money. But at the end of the day, I I sleep better with having a, a target in place, knowing that if it hits there in the aftermarket or anything like that, I'm not missing out on that trade. Uh, but I like the way this is setting up. Like if you look right now at uh, Delta Airlines, and then if you look at SoFi, same thing. I mean, look at these charts; they're pretty similar. They're kind of you know they're all they're all coming up pretty slow, coming down, coming up, coming down, and then I think that it's time for us either to consolidate for a little bit or we're going to break up to the upside um if we get some good news here when the fed speaks so um the only really stock that i still am overly um short on would be uber and that's because of the fact that everyone's talking about these gas prices if we get bad news for the if the gas is going to continue to rise then there's a lot of uber drivers that are saying they're not going to be able to work and it's messing with the uh, algorithm that's the profit algorithms and things of that nature from what I've, I'm hearing that the, the company just doesn't know what to do with this increase kind of thing. I, I hate, I hate Uber. Not like the cup, like using Uber, it just has the stock. Like they, to me, like the whole business model, 
Um, you can look at Uber. You can look at DoorDash. You know, where really Uber's biggest um, asset is its workers, the the labor that they're doing. You know, like really all at, Uber owns is like the app, right? They're taking just a, a a percentage of people of the of the price you pay for a ride for using um, the app. The drivers using the app service, basically. Yeah, like Uber doesn't actually like like that's all Uber actually has as a company is like the app and the technology behind it. And I don't think Uber's ever like turned a profit. Um, I I don't know. I've I've never liked Uber stock at all. I still don't. I feel the same. Right I feel now. the same way, and I feel the same way about Snap. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was pretty bullish Snapchat just because I know how much, how big Snapchat is for like the younger generation, and I feel like a lot of times, like you can look at at MAUs or or any metric you want, but I feel like um, a lot of times Wall Street investors aren't up to speed with really the trends of like young people and i just don't know if if um it's been priced into snapchat stock just like the fact that this is literally like people's form of communication that are under 18 or whatever but with that said um i I wouldn't say i'm as bullish snapchat as i was at one point for that reason so i I don't know i don't know how long it lasts like like i don't know how long like how long does roblox last as being snap could be myspace next month exactly exactly and and here's my my take on that is my son's 13 he's in the prime of like what's cool what's going on right now in the age of kids that are going to be investing in the next 10 years right and he says that tiktok is the number one and he said that snap he doesn't even have on his phone he's not he, he, he we don't even tell him whether he's allowed or not like he doesn't even use tiktok he doesn't have these apps but he but his friends do Snap, he said, is non-existent. Facebook, he said, is for old people and teachers. And yeah, yeah. that kind of made me thing. laugh. And I said, well, well it, that we're going to be old people Snapchat, and teachers. He said Snapchat's for old people? No, he said Snapchat's just there. No one uses it. Their parents don't let them use it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And, I, and if I had a kid that was your son's age, I would not let them use Snapchat either. Right. To be clear. So to but, me, I get it. But I mean, so that means that there's they're not growing up with it like we did Microsoft and Xbox. So he played his friends. They all snap or they snap. They chat through Xbox. Like the, where their Xbox accounts. Yeah. I, I, and, and Jesse, this is actually great. Cause I, I, I want to, I need you to keep feeding me the information. Like what, what does your son like? What is he, you know, is he, is he playing more or less Roblox, whatever it is? Cause this is how you really get, some good uh you know knowledge on on what's going on because anytime you know the kids are into something you can bet usually it's going to be a pretty good investment and i and he says roblox is the best i mean i see someone said um what is your son think about roblox he loves it he when i i let him buy stock you know i let him pick his stock he picked disney and he picked roblox and he picked microsoft and he said he thinks that the you know he's always he's like I can't he's like I'll go to Disney every year till I die, Dad. And I was like that's cool. I think about it like that too. It's like it's got something for everybody, for every genre. I, I feel like Disney's not going anywhere, and we're all Disney nerds here at our house and have like you know all the VHSs, the originals, and you know we pay for the subscription. So um, Microsoft, same thing. Everything we own, um, gaming system wise, has always been um, Microsoft, and then. You know, at the end of the day, I, I i mean, Roblox, I don't know much about it. I try to watch it. I try to get into it. I can't stand the graphics. Into Roblox, you're saying? 
Yeah, I can't stand the. Dude, they kind of have the, those like boxy graphics of like Minecraft, right? Yeah, and it's real silly, silly games. Um, the the games that children are playing, the guy, the kids, they're teenagers. They're like you know a bunch of claymation characters that are running around hitting each other with like sticks that aren't even attached to the character. They're just like floating in the air because it's such terrible graphics. But they were built by these kids, so these kids love it. They're it's like horrible map map building things of that nature and i don't want to go on too much of a um tangent on it but at the end of the day i think there's going to be a a a mix between that on the corner of every street in my city you see coding centers uh these uh ninja coders for kids and they can go in and like spend a half hour an hour and you could pay and they can go in and, and learn how to code and they have those in in uh cincinnati Every corner, man. They're like, there's probably like I've never, 15. I haven't seen one of those. Well, you you probably notice things that are for kids more than I do. True. Yeah. And I mean, and and really, it's not. It's not. It's for anyone. It's anyone that wants to learn. And I think that's so great. I mean, I think that's a, a probably one of the mo- the best ideas that's came out in a long time is creating a place you can walk in and sit down and start learning how to code with people that know what they're talking about, can make it simplified, things of that nature. And I, I want my to, son to know uh, everything. Solidity, C plus plus. I want him to keep on. I want him to learn every language. Period. Yeah. Just I pay him to. Be. Just pay him to. Just say every every hour you spend at this ninja coding place, I'll pay you ten bucks. <laughs> or pay him in Robux. Right. It's a good idea. Um, I remember I went as a kid one time to a uh, not really as a kid, but maybe like I was like fifteen. Went to at the mall at, at the Apple Store. They were holding like a, a coding event to try to get more kids into coding and i drank the kool-aid was so pumped up while i was at this event about it was like yeah i'm gonna learn how to code this is gonna be awesome and then never really followed up on it so (laughs) i was kind of catching up in the chat there Um, oh you're all good i was just sharing a silly story um someone and edgar in the chat was asking what's the best time frame to look at on a chart um to to look at a stock's ups and downs and i'll let jesse answer because he's probably got his own answer but i'd say Use a few different time frames. I wouldn't, you know, want to be married to one single frame. You want to look at at both a, 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 a larger picture and kind of a shorter time frame as well. So yeah, I'll piggyback on that. So what I if you if you were to put us if someone put the stock in the um, in the chat, then I'll instantly every time I'm going to put in horizontal lines based off of previous supports, and I usually just take it back from the very. I want to know everything about it, so I want to be like, okay, if I'm coming in day one i want to know what's happened to this company from the very beginning of its inception i want to know where how it's traded where am i buying it in in terms of its life so i go to the the longest chart and then i work my way down and what i basically figure out in my this is the way my brain works i'm finding the way the market has changed and where it's at and where it's going and what it's doing so i go to the weekly and that support still holds there the weekly go to the daily still holds there right daily it's it's in that range 45 minute now we're getting to the top of the range so now we're at the top of the support that we would have bought at so maybe this was a trade for someone if you can see my um chart here if they went long on my out when i got out of this trade they went long because they saw an opportunity right so what i see here is is that if you bought up here on this area on these two see how that you see these two tops here there's forming uh-huh. a downtrend and then this is forming a downtrend because it's going to be a lower low that this should channel down further into this area and the way that i'm doing that is i'm going to keep on going down until i figure out how when do i want to get in well 
I like to get in on the five minute and the 15 on this chart right now. You're in the middle of a, of a trading market. You're not looking here, here, here. You're looking at this point, this point, and this point. These are the three points that you care about on this trade. But if you're doing this to make money in minutes, I'm talking, this is like, if you're trying to trade right now on a 15 or five, 10 minute chart, you want to get in with a stop loss right now underneath 31.11 and, and change right here, and then have your stop right here at this target, not trying to get the new high, but just trying to approach it. And that would have been the target. But what's happening now is it's going to probably break up, hit in this area, and then fall back down if it doesn't go all the way up through the top. So you're looking for a trade right now. That's what I would do. Now, if I'm looking for a, a long-term trade, then I'm going to back it out to where it doesn't scare me so much to be getting in. Okay. So on a daily, I feel like I'm still getting in at a good price. But do I do I get in today and then No, because I'm trying to look at this. Okay. Let's see how long it takes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, let's say 25, 30 days here to make these kind of moves. So in a month, you you know, you put an alert out there that says, hey, let's go back and look at this trade. And then you can actually give yourself the time and let the stock make its moves. And you have your your out right underneath here. And you have your target somewhere right below these areas and you wait for it to come back and hit your target or break in and stop you out. But that, I mean, I look at it from all the way out, all the way down and figure out where the current highs and lows are and what people are looking at, because that's all they're looking at. I mean, that's what the computer's looking at. Algorithms, uh, people, they're all based off of what was the last high? What was the last low? There's not a lot of, ma there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things you could put into, um, you know, like your pine editor or like put in to make these different, um, uh, what is it? I've tried the different technical indicators. You could put in different amounts of data to create them, but overall it's all based off of when was the last person or when was the last big amounts of volume and people buying and selling, which is created by support and resistance or highs and lows. That's kind of how I could break it down for you as quick as possible there, but in a long, kind of a long answer. Yeah, again, I, I would just say don't get married to one thing. Um, you have a lot of different time frames you can look at. So, uh, yeah. Chat, what do you guys think? Does that help? Did that help you out a little bit? I mean, are you understanding? And if you guys notice, did it do exactly what I just said there? Hopefully, that that's kind of cool. It went exactly where we said that you should have taken that trade if we were getting in. You had your stop right under here. You're trying to just just get to this previous resistance where it broke, or sorry, this previous support where it broke down, and then watch. It's going to get some trouble right here. It, the good sign if you're long is you want it to go boom and just bust through here. If it doesn't bust through here, you're going to probably see some damage, and it's going to come back down and retest and and, and sit around here until two o'clock or more. Jesse, are you a Cincinnati Reds fan? I am a Cincinnati Reds fan and my heart is broken with everything that's going on. I mean, my name's Jesse and I can't have my boy Jesse leaving us. And wait, who's leaving? Winkler, uh, Winker. He, they, they're saying that there's, that he's in talks. So that's what I read yesterday. That, that oh, he, he was like the, going. he's good, but wait, who's the guy I was thinking of? There wasn't there a guy. They're getting um, rid of everybody. They basically are, they're saying that they're, they're asking if Paul Brown bought the Reds because that's what it looked like happened. Is Bob Votto still there? Um, as a, from now, yeah. But he, I didn't read it. I would, I've been really busy because of uh, the kids and this like mini vacation. But the, I'm gonna be taking some time sitting by the pool while they're swimming today and researching what's going on with them because I'll be going to the opening day parade like I do every year and 
uh, going to the game. But I want to see what he said because I guess he tweeted something about the recent trades and the recent uh, releases. So oh, Vado did. Yeah, like he had. Yeah, I could. I just could not imagine Vado on a on another team. I can't. No, he's jersey. He's the Reds, the face of the Reds, man. I'm a I'm a big 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 time Cardinals fan. So Mm. you know interdivision rivals but i actually don't hate like i used to i used to hate the reds like i, I big like red the, machine the, baby the the cardinals and the cubs have like a big rivalry but there was a point in my life where i like disliked the reds more than the cubs just because they were better like in 2010 i think y'all won the central um you know uh, uh beat the cardinals and i was like shit the reds are the team we got to worry about not the cubs <laughs> um all right let's look at i actually did jesse just get into some spy calls for oh, the, for the let meeting see. let me look at <laughs> i uh i thought about it but i right now it looks like it's about to break zach brown saying screw the cards i i mean hey go cards zach i like your music still i, I still listen to you so uh this is a hot alert jason rasnick just tweeted back in new york city there we go. Is that bullish or bearish for Wall Street? I don't know. It depends on what he's if he's there for business or pleasure. Pleasure, bearish. Bullish if he's there for business. <laughs> Some of the guys uh, may not be in the office. They might be out trying to hang out with Jason if he's out there for pleasure to hang out. <laughs> we might lose some money in the markets. Uh, speaking of that, I did... I did say screw it, and I did a YOLO trade, which I hardly ever do. And I bought like fifty contracts on SNDL for um, two years out for a dollar um, strike price. And I know that they, ha- I think you guys have the him, the CEO coming out to speak at the cannabis conference. Of uh, which company? Uh, SNDL Sundial Growers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sundial has been a big, uh, been a big one about a uh, big, big, big stock for retail investors. Yeah, and I and I was like, you know, it's been beaten down to like fifty cents, and I'm like, if there's a time for this thing to pop, it might be like here soon. There could there could be a catalyst with, you know, the uh, bank errors. Sorry, real quick, bank errors asking for my trade on spy. I, for some reason, I don't know why my my brokerage is not showing me the spy contracts that expire today. I think I just have a setting turned on where it doesn't show me contracts that expire like so close. So I bought four thirty five. Um, that's the strike plug price, four thirty-five. They expired this Friday, so I picked them up for about, uh, I picked them up for one ninety-six each. I have two of them, so I'm just hoping for a little rally uh, this afternoon. I'll honestly probably hold them into tomorrow because if if we rally today, I'd see no reason besides like any bad news tonight regarding the war or anything like that. Like if we're if What's we're bullish strike? this afternoon, uh, four thirty-five. Okay. So let me. I mean, this is a YOLO. I don't. I mean, this is this is that's what that is. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want that to be misconstrued. So just so the chat knows, think about this. This is what he's doing. He bought us. Uh, if you bought them right now, they're fifty six dollars. And what what date or what was your date? Sorry, that was March. This 16th, Friday, the eighteenth. So four thirty fives are going for two dollars and your delta is 33 so every dollar they go up potentially it should go up another 33 dollars per contract and then your theta 
that's until you get in the money, obviously, and then it'll go up a hundred as it gets closer. That delta will rise. Um, theta is one point zero one, so every day it's going to go down a hundred dollars. So tomorrow, this tra- if the if the stock stayed exactly the same, and you wake up tomorrow, it's going to be worth a hundred. FYI, to the chat, anyone that's buying these. No, I don't. I, I didn't. Uh... Would I just want prefer, them to understand, like if they would you never prefer today, one? if your broker allowed, yeah, I, I probably, well, here's the thing, bank air, my, if I were going to buy, if I would, yeah, if I'm just trying to play this afternoon rally, for sure, you want the, the, the lowest uh, or the, the soonest expiration date you can, but I don't really mind holding these overnight. Cause like I said, if we're bullish this afternoon, I would, I would expect that sentiment to continue again, barring any bad news we get tonight about the war or, or anything like that. They won't let my broker um, and I think all three of them. I can't actually open a contract after two p.m. on uh, if it expires that day. That's probably it what. Well, it's not two p.m. So, but yeah, it won't even allow me to. You, I think you have the setting to where you just don't see that same day contracts. I guess so. I I like. Uh... I love that about trading spy contracts is that you have the uh, Wednesday and Friday expiries. Yeah, it gets a little more volatile because of the, there's more volatility. He said he sold my son way early. Well, at least one less. You got fewer diapers to worry about. One less tax write-off now, though. I'm just oh, kidding. shoot. That's, that's true. true. Jesse, do you mind if I borrow a couple of your kids to write them as my dependents this year? Um, I can't do that, sir. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Jessica Taylor, hey, Lady hey, to join us. married, AB, you can just let, make sure she doesn't make too much money and you can write her off, too. I am. <laughs> All right. Jesse right. Kaler, Elite Trading, link, link to Discord in the chat, uh, in the description. Luke Luke told me he was writing me off as a dependent this year, so I can't file. Uh, no, he said he said he's writing you off as an employee. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what he said. All right. Well, you guys have a blessed evening, and I hope that everyone makes a Peace. bunch of money. Thanks, Easy Mike, for all the love. My number one chat supporter. <laughs> Peace out, Jesse. See you guys. Love you, Jesse. All right, yep. we're fast approaching two o'clock, but before we go, we need. Oops, sorry. We need to uh, plug the Benzinga March Madness bracket. There's two things we need to plug before we go, and they're both both March Madness related. So the first one is a link that I'm going to put in the chat right now. This is a public bracket that Benzinga is. Uh, hosting, uh, sure. Hosting is the word there. Uh, I just dropped the link in the chat. You want to enter a bracket with all your favorite Benzinga peeps. I'll have one. He'll have one. Click the link in the chat. Um, and let, let me know if it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, I'll, I'll put it in a description as well, but it's in the chat right there. Second thing is this really cool, uh, March Madness style thing we're doing for, uh, for the stock market. It's Benzinga.com slash stock dash market this is the url it's on the screen well not right in the second now it is it's on the screen right now benzinga.com slash stock dash market march madness style bracket for stocks voting for the first round uh aaron and i are going to vote uh probably like i think we'll do it on tomorrow's show okay because voting for the first round ends on friday did you make your actual bracket yet I have several. Oh, you do? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, how I, far I, is Maryland going in them? <laughs> I'm uh, in a uh, my my college roommate uh, and and his brothers run a very oh, very like a, a very large. Can pool. I answer one of mine? Yeah, you can answer if you want. How much yeah. is it? Uh, last year the winner got paid eleven thousand dollars, I think. All right. Uh, twenty five bucks an entry, so you can do the math there and how many people. Okay. Um, I'll send you the link. Uh. All right, we got to go though. Two o'clock. The Fed statement is out. We got to end the show. Go over to the roadmap, and then we will be streaming the press conference at two thirty p.m. Eastern time today. Link on Benzinga's YouTube. Check it out. Uh, quarter point. They went at quarter point. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. We're done. Smash the like. Roadmap up next. Jerome Powell up after that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.